and Larry Clark. Uh, we are happy really, holidays. Happy holidays. We can't. I can't even get. We're really married out. But happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Ooh. Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And we'd love on on your break with your family. Um, dip in, spend it with us on YouTube. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Bitter Homes, and you can watch season one and season two, where we basically play very heightened versions of ourselves. Or Larry just But you'll them. have fun. So I hope that um, makes some eggnog. And we will definitely make you feel better about your own relationship. And if you're not in a relationship, way to go. I think that's the way to be. Yeah. Good job. Keep that we up. Applaud we applaud you. Stay single. You. Stay single. And we are Long on the amazing music. Below, Below the Belt. Show oh, oh, <laughs> with Al Sato. Thank you, Baltimore representing. Go Ravens. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Hips up, goes down. Santa Soto, <laughs> aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most drinking um, some of our traditional spiked eggnog. It is Christmas Part Three here on Below the Belt Show. This is our final show of 2022, our final Christmas show. We've been celebrating Christmas all month. In addition, this is our Koki Memorial Show um, that we dedicate the final show of uh btb uh every year the christmas show the final christmas show every year to the late great dr lickalotopus comedian extraordinaire our resident jew <laughs> who sang perverted christmas songs um and uh this 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 it's really touching that you know uh, but we have to do a dedication to him at least once a year in every christmas because he brought his 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 humor his creativity, his perversion, uh, once a year <laughs> on our Christmas show and Below the Belt show. I mean, he skipped a, year, a few years here and there. So towards the end of the program, we'll be playing a uh, classic Koki song, uh, which, as you know, uh, was always a parody of your favorite Christmas songs, but completely perverted versions of those songs. So, uh you know what? Um, I'm just, you know, this this is just keeping Koki's memory alive because I know um, Koki was such a fixture in the show. He he um, touched the lives uh, of so many uh, people with his humor, his good heart, um, his craziness. <laughs> we really we really do miss Koki. And uh, again, this is this is his show, man. So please, everybody, drink a spirited drink in the the spirit in the Christmas spirit. 
of Koki, um, and we will be hearing uh, towards the end of the program Koki's rendition of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, but his version was I Saw Mommy Blowing Santa Claus. <laughs> We're going to hear that towards the end of the program. Um also, uh, we got a crazy pack show. I mean, we we uh, we're, we're starting with. Let's go ahead and start by introducing the room. Uh, the one and only, the king of the '80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Is Chachi McFly with us? That's the question. I see his grinning face yeah. in the little in the little avatar that he has wearing right. that oh so charming uh, fedora. <laughs> But we, we don't see Chachi McFly. Maybe well, issues. We will we will get back to, to Chachi McFly. Let, let's go ahead and introduce guys. He is the man with the calming presence. He is the Persian prince of pop culture. And Morgan, we have a new nickname for oh. this guy. Uh the Zadi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Instead of Zaddy, yeah. Instead I got of Zaddy, because he's getting like the general Zod. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Perfectly fitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like for a second week in a row on, on our Christmas show, uh, thank you so much. Of course, we celebrated your birthday last week. Yes, we uh, did. And so, that was an excellent time, and I appreciated it so much. And, yeah. and it is an amazing time of year where we start to, I mean, everyone, no matter, no matter what's going on in the world, you can't help but be filled with good cheer. Even right. if it's superficial, it's still good cheer. Right. And <laughs> and I, uh, you know, it's like, you know, what do they they call it? The most wonderful time of the year. The most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, we also have joining us here on BTB. She is Miss Light Skin Talent, Miss LST. <laughs> also, every Daenerys Targaryen moniker. Yes. The mother of dragons, the queen of the unbirth, the queen of the Andals, your grace. More absolutely ravishing in an elf costume. Yes. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. Morgan. Thank you Fab. guys. Good to be here. I miss you guys. Good good, good to have to you here. back. Good to have you. Now you're here just for a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, Morgan Fab, but uh, we're glad you couldn't make it. Uh, yes. you, know, you have a busy schedule, I'm sure, even though we did plan this yeah. one for a long time, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty um, pink elf content. Who has um, a party outfit. on Tuesday night? Well, I guess we do. We have a party. Uh, they're doing Christmas. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Anyway, That's okay. um, all right. This is this is the um, Joby the elf or Joby from Elf. Ah, yes. Will Barrels girlfriend. That's what. Nice. Oh, very nice. You look great. Yeah. The straight hair. You haven't done the straight hair in a minute, right? <sighs> You know, I just got to switch it up for you guys. Okay, I love it. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. And, and Chachi McFly, we introduced you, but I guess you had a little bit of Did technical difficulties. Yeah, I guess yeah, you had yeah. a little bit of technical difficulties earlier, but nonetheless, he is back. Oh, these AirPods, I don't know what's going on with them today. He is, <laughs> he is the one and the only, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, also in the Christmas spirit, oh, yeah. Chachi yeah, McFly. Yeah. This is the best time of year because nobody really expects anything from you that like, you know, if you work in an 
if you work in the office, like nobody really expects much in this whole month, you know. And you, <laughs> yeah. and you come in January, and they're like, I've right. been working. I, I wish that days. was. Yeah, I wish that was my case. Yeah. <laughs> but like in January, they're like, okay, it's a brand new year. What are we gonna do? You know, we gotta increase profits. You know, what are we? What are our goals this year? Honestly. But January, I mean, but you know, December, everybody's like, ah. Oh, you know. Comment on how busy you've been with work. It's been, it's yeah. been, you've been really busy with work. You, that's like the antithesis of what Chachi said for you. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah. December, this this December is kind of uh, unusual for me, but because a lot of Decembers are like that, the way you describe, mm-hmm. and then they kind of morph into these like horrendous Januaries. Mm-hmm. But my January started early this year, <laughs> at the beginning of December. So mm-hmm. you'll celebrate Christmas anyways, right? <laughs> yeah, well, these you celebrate Christmas as far as Doesn't the they? commercial aspect of it. Oh. Yeah, of course I do. I told yeah. you that story last week about my yeah. first Christmas. There you go, Chachi. Were you paying attention to his? his, his well, I mean, he can story? he can you know kind of half-ass it on whatever month that he celebrates, whatever holiday he celebrates. <laughs> you know, like. Well, it's um, also also we should note it, we're currently in the middle of Hanukkah, so we have to wish everyone a happy Hanukkah. Yes, for all our Jewish yeah, brothers and sisters, and of happy course, Hanukkah. Koki, Koki was one of our our resident Jews, and uh, we have to acknowledge a uh, happy Hanukkah. So, um, but somehow Koki made it like made less Jews listen to our show. <laughs> you know, with right. the, somehow. <laughs> Somehow he was a kind of like an anti-Semitic um, Jew, so so he was like he was like he was like a pogrom in a person. Right. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he kind of just like um, offended his own people. I don't know. Oh my right. god. <laughs> I mean, he offended everybody, but you know that's crazy, especially his own people. Oh One my god. Pogrom. Great. No, but uh, but Koki, I mean, definitely like I look forward to this episode every year because of Koki. Um, I mean, he was ridiculous. I mean, uh, he would. I, mean, I still remember hearing his first um, Christmas songs. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's it was all about you know strippers and, and coke and cock and all this stuff. <laughs> like strippers, coke and cock. That's yeah, a, and, and, and he would just take it so seriously I'm these right. songs that he do parodies of. You know, picture picture Weird Al Yankovic and just like just film up with a, a ton of 10. coke. <laughs> Yeah, a ton of coke and like make them like and like you know like fourteen pills of Viagra and that was Koki. Yeah. You know. So. Well, we'll be doing a dedication to Koki towards the end of yeah. the program and um, after uh, the uh, the second half of the show, we'll be welcoming more more guest co-hosts on the show. So it's gonna be a, a party. Right, this is all I need right here. This is all I need. This is all you need. Yeah, these these three other people. I here. mean, this really is a good. Uh... I don't this know. We need a name the for the four of us. Yeah. It's A list, right? It's the A list. The A list. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, A-listers. shortly on below the belt. Santa's show. best elves here, you know, like. There you go. Yeah. Head elves. There yes. you go. Well, this, this is exactly why I wanted you guys here for the first half of the show because joining us uh, shortly uh, are two great actors. One I had the pleasure of working with, uh, and he's become a friend. His name's Alan Williamson. He's one of the lead actors in this great Christmas movie called The Case of the Christmas Diamond. And joining him is the lead actress in the film, Kelly Daly. And Kelly Daly uh, recently appeared in the Babylon movie with my favorite Margot Robbie. Mm. Uh, can't wait to talk to um, Kelly. I can't wait and to see that. Alan, yes. And the film was phenomenal, guys. I got a uh, oh. set on the show. Got a sneak peek. Yeah. Oh. 
of Babylon. Uh, thank you to this great um, a phenomenal movie. It is super long. So Zod, I know you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to, to set aside 14 hours to watch it. It's about. I really want to see it. It's about three How hours long. long so three hours uh, and ten, ten minutes. minutes. Roughly. Yeah. I think it's the same exact length as um, Avatar. Avatar is about that as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Zod, I, you got to take your bathroom breaks very short. Yeah. You don't yeah. miss any have, of the Margot Robbie's sex you went, scenes. Have you went to see it? Have you gone to see it yet? I like I said, I went to the uh, sneak peek screen actor skilled oh. uh, screening uh, up in New York City. <laughs> Did you have to use the bathroom? You know what? I held it. Is oh my see that's God. me. Like it's, I will hold. Like tough. I'm. I don't like it, to miss. You don't want to miss the movie, tough. right? But I have to admit, yes, I did. I did take a break right when the credits rolled, right before Q and A, before Margot Robbie got on stage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because I know they they're not gonna bring them out while the credits are rolling. So I got to that bathroom desperately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Needed. Absolutely needed. We got some wow, some nice Christmas uh decor here. Everybody's um you know ready for the holiday, which is great. Um so yeah, Kelly and Alan will be joining us momentarily. Um but um I did we did have a special topic, but I don't know if we'll necessarily have time. So we're gonna have to wait for the special topic. But um um but um we are uh, really really excited i mean christmas time is uh very very special for all of us um here on btb so uh, is there any anything in particular that anyone's looking forward to for the christmas holiday is it the same old same old um, are you getting spoiled with gifts morgan fab i don't i mean i'm still so last minute with everything this this year really? um I think it'll just be nice to see the family, eat some food, you know. Mm-hmm. That's I, always. I don't. I don't really have anything big this year, no. Okay. All right. Is your special guy gonna be treating you to some amazing gifts? Here's hoping. <laughs> but we we do have two we do have big, two big trips coming up, so. Yeah. Um, I know we're saving away for that but. Yeah. anywhere good we're going to norway which is where he's from oh um, wow the 23rd of january to the 2nd of february so it's going to be cold af cold. general's a big fan of norway look at him well <laughs> it's, uh, i'm always because uh, i've been wanting to uh, norway has been uh, been a country that's been catching my eye for a long time and i've been Meaning to go up there, like uh, always fascinated by Scandinavia. Yeah. <laughs> right on. I think we're welcoming our one of, guest. Two, one of two special guests. Look at this stud over here. Right by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's cozy. Introduce, we'll go ahead and introduce him because he's like very in Christmas spirit by he's the got fire. The, he's got the blue steel look, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta I make sure first it. of all if our special guest can hear us. So we're gonna introduce actor extraordinaire Alan Williamson. Alan, can you hear, hear us? General's okay? improv. <laughs> I think Alan is. Uh, I don't know if he can hear. Trying to us. Out, yeah, it's audio. It is <laughs> Chachi, you got big pants for the holiday? Um, I always got my traditions and stuff like at all this time of year, but it always seems like I don't know. It seems like Christmas. Christmas Day, it seems like it never quite like lives up to the whole entire season mm-hmm. because it, it never could because Christmas is so hyped up for like 
over a month. But, you know, once it's over, it's always super depressing. It's like, like you ever go into like a mall after Christmas, like right after Christmas or listening to Christmas music, it always seems kind of like dirty. Like, right. <laughs> right. You know, like, exactly. like it's, just, it's a whole different vibe that, that it's over. It's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird. And I think, uh, yeah. can you hear us okay? Uh, yeah. Can you hear yes. me? All right. There we go. All right, guys. We're walking one of two very special guests here on Below the Belt Show. Um, yeah, I met this guy uh, working on a commercial project in North Carolina. And uh, I've been checking out his social media. He's been doing amazing things. Uh, one in particular, we're in the Christmas spirit, of course. And it's our Christmas episode of Below the Belt Show. He's got a Christmas movie called Case of the Christmas Diamond. It's on the Ion Network. And uh, let's go ahead and introduce the one and only Alan Williamson. Hey, thanks for letting me on, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, hey. thanks. Thanks for joining us here on Below the Belt Show. And I think uh, just joining um, us here on the chat, um, your, your co-star on uh, the Case of the Christmas Diamond. Actress hey. Kelly Daly. <laughs> Thanks How's for joining us. Of course, I'm so happy to be here. Wow, I mean, you you guys are both on the cover of this uh, poster, the case of the Christmas diamond. That that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it was a big moment. <laughs> right? It's you two and and Billy Baldwin. I mean, yes. let's I mean, be real. She carries the show the whole way through. <laughs> <laughs> oh please. <laughs> What a charming film, though, guys. I liked it. I really liked it. And uh, what I like, it's not your typical romantic comedy Christmas movie, because we see a lot of that. This one had mystery. It had romance. It had family drama. It had all kinds of elements. (laughs) Yeah, Peter, our director, was, like, really thrilled that this felt like a sort of unconventional Christmas story and, like, kind of breaking the mold of the typical Hallmark-esque film, which he does a lot of, and I on the network, I think, does a lot of. And I think this was one of, like, three or four more, like, whodunit mystery movies that they put on this year. So it was it was cool to be part of it, for sure. I love that. That's great. It's definitely refreshing because, you know, there's so yeah. many, you know, small-town guy, small-town girl meets the rich person. I mean, you, you use those elements, which are very formulaic and great, but then yeah. you you, you uh, add layers of mystery and... and uh, and, you know, trying to find out who stole this incredible Christmas diamond, which is, wow, really, really amazing looking. So uh, sort of a sort of a Yuletide knives out. A Yuletide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go, Zod. Exactly. I think knives Zod. out and clue were the references that he used, like when he was writing the script. So yeah, good call out. <laughs> I love it. That is great. Well, talk about how you guys got involved with the film. Like, well, how was the audition process? You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, well, actually, it was funny. I, I have this theory that whenever I go out of town and a lot of actor friends say similar things, like, that's when I get an audition. And usually, like, that's when I get a scripted audition that I don't have a lot of time to, like, turn around and do and don't have my own setup, you know, ready for and stuff. So this was one of those stories. I was, like, in Big Bear with my friends. Um, and I got an email that the audition came through and it was due the next morning. And I was, I said to one of my friends, who's also an actor, I was like, man, like I looked at the sides and they were, they were really long. Like one of the, the second scene was like six pages, basically all of me talking. It's basically that entire last scene was one of my audition scenes. And the other one was like a meet cute with, you know, Alan. Um, but yeah, my friend was just like, 
I'll do it with you. Let's wake up super early tomorrow, get it done. And I was like, I'm not going to be off book. I'm not going to have my setup. Like, you know, all those actor complexes thinking I needed like all of that to be perfect. And I ended up like writing this, the sides down in my journal and I was holding it like the entire tape. And that I, I'm, I have a, my like philosophy is like, at least, you know, be off book for an audition, like bare minimum. Yeah. So that felt kind of like weird for me. And I, I honestly was not super confident in the tape. Like I did, we did like two takes of each scene and I was like, I think that's the best I got right now. And lo and behold, a week later I get a call from my agent and she was like, they loved your tape. It's between me and one other person. And I was like, of course that's how it happens. That's wild. You didn't think you were going to get it at all. You didn't think you did a great job and and here you are, you got booked for it. You know, it's funny too, because looking back on the tape after the fact, I do see that there was like a sort of, I guess like in the moment-ness <laughs> to it because I feel like I wasn't overthinking it and I really was just like reading the words off the page, like how I would speak them. Right. So I think that did kind of work in my favor for this one. I wouldn't say like do that every time, but <laughs> it's, you never know, you know? <laughs> wow. That's awesome. What about you, Alan? I think I saw you actually posted some audition footage, didn't you? I saw that. Um, Yeah, I, I found it today because um, I, I was I was thinking about that. And so, um, yeah, it, it was just really quick, like she said. And then the turnaround time was quick, too, because um, as soon as I put it on tape, I was actually in transition, too. And I was um, at some hotel when they were like, oh, congratulations. My, my manager called and I was like, I haven't gone home yet. I was like, I wanted to go home and have some long time, which I am now. So I keep muting because. There's like a ton of kids downstairs and dogs barking and <laughs> it's home for the holidays. It's home crazy. For the, yeah. Everyone's home for the holidays. You got to yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you guys did a fantastic job in the movie, man. Both of you. Thank you. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot what, of fun. Sir, I have a question. When did you guys, I guess, when did you find out that you got the parts and then when did filming happen? Like the I timeline think of all I, this. I think we found, I found out like, mid-july and then filming mm-hmm. started the first week of august i think we had about oh, wow. two weeks to turn around yeah two weeks yep okay. yeah wow. of, of what last year or this year this, this summer year. Yeah. wow that's wow. super, super quick then that's Look a at good this time yeah and it was so hot in that house we were pretending it's winter right for sound yeah Ugh. we oh. were dripping sweat and trying to keep it off to look like we're, you know, cozy. Cold. <laughs> and I can see in the film, and one of my friends came with me to the premiere, and there's a scene, I have, like, such sweaty hands, like, it's a problem. And um, <laughs> there's one scene where I'm, like, holding the earring, and I find it, and, like, you can see the sweat, like, dripping off my hand. And my friend who went to the movie with me was like, oh, my it's God. so sweaty. And I was like, oh, my God, you can see that? Because I thought, <sighs> I'm like, hopefully people don't notice. But there were so many moments during the filming where I was, like, literally, like, just trying to hold it together. And it just, like, sweat, like, a waterfall just down my chest, Oh, my gosh. You know? Oh, it was brutal. But Whoa. we got through it. <laughs> um, so you shot it uh, in Los Angeles, it looks like. Is that where mm-hmm. you shot? Yeah, in this beautiful mansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, where were we? Kenyatta, Flint Ridge, right? That's the area. Yeah, La Kenyatta. Apparently, they yeah. use that mansion for a lot of, like, um, hallmark type movies. Yeah, Margie, mm-hmm. who plays, like, my best friend and Alan's sister, um, shot a movie there, I think, like, a few weeks after we wrapped. Look at that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. Or maybe it was just before, but either way, From yeah. one to <laughs> another, wow. And you guys have a, a one of the Baldwin brothers. You got William Baldwin. Uh, tell Billy. us about working with him. What was your experience <laughs> with Billy? I mean, the biggest takeaway for me working for him is, like, you can just tell him and Day, who plays, like, 
Alan's mom, the matriarch, like you can just tell what seasoned actors they are and how experienced they are because there's like, Margie and I would always say watching them, like, it's like you watch them act and it feels like they're not doing anything, but they're doing so much. Like it's something about like the stillness and just the connectedness and also specifically watching Billy, like he improvised, I would say every take, wouldn't you, Alan? Like he was just asking left and right. Yeah, he was adding some really good stuff to the to the scene too. I wish I wish they could have kept a lot of it in, but yeah. you know, for time allowances, they, they it was impossible. Yeah, like, and we didn't have that freedom to ad lib. Like Peter told me to be word perfect before we started shooting, mm. and I feel like that was kind yes. of the expectation for most of us. But Billy yeah. had free reign to do whatever he wanted, and I mean, that's pretty warranted. So, <laughs> so Billy got yeah, the improv, was, but you didn't have as much liberty to improv. Exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> that, that was so cool to see. <laughs> Respect. That is you know, I guess you have to cut your teeth before you get that <laughs> trust. Yeah. <laughs> that is really interesting. All right. So uh, you actually have another um, showing of. Uh, of the christmas diamond on christmas day i saw yes, yes. yeah That's it. i will be recording it i'm recording yes. it we thought it was we on demand but it's not on demand you actually have to watch it on yeah. ion yeah. at the scheduled date so i dvr the episode so i'm so glad i that have I did. it set you're I'm committed excited. yeah because yes, uh, i'm committed a lot of people have cut the cord, but I haven't cut the cord yet. I'm glad I haven't cut the cable. Yeah, cord. me either. <laughs> you need to, sometimes you need to watch stuff like a case of the Christmas diamond, you know? You just never know. <laughs> no doubt. It, it does come on Tubi, I believe. Um, Tubi has an, a link to Ion. So through Tubi, oh, you can watch all the Ion uh, shows. Wow. I didn't know that. Goes. Yeah. Wow, That's how I saw okay. it. Very cool. What, one thing I did like about the, the film is like it did have that moment of trying to guess who the thief was you know mm-hmm. and uh you know of course uh my my initial suspicion was your ex-fiance character alan that's why i initially thought it was yeah. she's but, such a sweet part yeah yeah you can't you can't you can't spoil it al for yeah, don't well, I'm, not gonna spoil it. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil it i'm not gonna say who the thief is but but my first suspicion was the ex-fiance but... it still could be okay well, now, well, now it's not gonna be that nonetheless you guys should watch this film but i want to talk about some other projects let's start with alan because speaking of acting legends we actually had this actor on below the belt show eric roberts and you are not in just one film but two films with the legend that is eric roberts and i think it's an interesting time because eric roberts is in a movie that's that kelly's in uh, yes. which is Babylon, which is just, we have overlap. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of great, uh, great tie-ins and overlap there. So Alan, please talk, talk about, talk to us about these two films that are, are I think, uh, they're both coming out this year or is one out already? Uh, I think, um, no, they'll both be coming out next year. Uh, there's going to okay. be a premiere in Vegas, I believe for flight 704. Nice. Um, he's the pilot and I'm hijacking his plane. Holy so, smokes. Yeah, we shot that in the spring. And uh, the beautiful thing about Eric Roberts is he'll do big productions and then he'll do independent films all along the way. Right. <laughs> like Babylon. Yeah. And then and I asked him about that. Yeah. And, and he said he wants to give the the smaller productions a chance to, you know, work with them and and, you know, help give his input and, and any kind of boost he can help give creatives all over the, awesome. the country all over the world you know he's it's, it's a brilliant idea um and then this one uh we just finished this month is called scars about a uh a combat vet dealing with ptsd and he plays my psychiatrist so really cool guy 
wow, that's a crazy transition. You're hijacking his plane. And then you're so traumatized by that that he becomes your psychologist. He he gives up <laughs> flying planes and becomes a psychologist. <laughs> that's crazy. Wild. That's wild. And I'm looking at here at the IMDb Flight 704. I'm seeing um your wife as a producer. Yes, she produced it. She um found the plane. Wow. Um, yeah, cast the thing. Um, just from start to finish, all the way through, it was amazing. I was I was blown away. Shout out to Taylor, Taylor Lyons. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was amazing <laughs> as well. Um, so you enjoy working with Taylor and a lot of your projects? When we when we get along well enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a bonus, you know. We, we go, we come together and then go apart, and come together and go apart. You know, it's like like that song in uh, Encanto, Mariposa. You know, you gotta right. <laughs> Did I'll you guys meet on a man. project together, working on an acting project? Yeah, yeah, we just finished another one. Um, but uh, you met, like you met first met on an acting project, correct? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, we just met as friends. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, but we just finished one um, the week of Thanksgiving uh, called Lift, where um, she she dies in a car accident, where I'm trying to get her out of the car. So that one's very heavy. It's a short. It's Ooh, a it's a quick yeah. short. Yeah. It's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> no, it sounds it sounds very somber. So it was very yeah. uh very tragic for sure. Um, but wow, interesting. And then then from Flight 704, um, you're dealing with you're you're a military um person with dealing with PTSD, which is something that a lot of people in the military have to deal with. So how was how was tackling a role like that? Um, when I, when I came back, I actually had PTSD probably for about a year and a half, um, wow. which I did not tell oh. casting when I auditioned. I told them after I got on set, um, that I, so many things I, that were in the script, I actually witnessed. Um, I have to deal oh, with wow. the Taliban. Yeah. Taliban spitting on me while I'm trying to save his life. And I, I actually got to witness that firsthand. So like it was, wow. um. It was definitely like a throwback, like a mental like throwback this month. It was crazy. Was that hard doing that? Um, was it like yeah. triggering or was it therapeutic? Um, kind of reenacting that kind of stuff that you had to deal with in real life. So it, it seemed a, a suspension of belief, actually. Um, it, it, it would trigger for a split second and then I would just uh, laugh it off because I'm, I'm looking at the Taliban and he's actually a really nice guy and we're getting along every time they call cut, yeah. you know, we're talking about grabbing a couple of <laughs> years later, you know, so right, that, right. that actually was kind of therapeutic in and of itself. Oh, good, good. And thank wow. you for your service too. Yeah, yes, Alan. Yes, thank you. First I, I, I got to tell you, I didn't serve. I was a contractor. I, I Contractor, okay. I couldn't lock wow. myself in for so long. I, I went over for one year and um, called it quits after that. No, I don't. Well, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, that kind of act, the acting thing is is uh, doing pretty darn well. So so you know that that's you, a good thing. You know, being a contractor is no picnic over there either. You know. That's so true. Like, no. Yeah. Worked right alongside the Marines. The only difference is I got to uh, wear pajamas and choose when I woke up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was. <a> <laughs> Alan, you worked with one of my absolute favorites, uh, Lily Collins in uh, Abduction. Yeah, in 2011. Uh, tell us about that experience because I saw that clip on your reel. And um, yeah, just curious about so I, that experience. So I was I was five years old at the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was so long ago. 
it was 10 12 11 years ago um she was yeah. really nice she was really nice you know sweet we got along great um she was super down to earth just a real joy that's fantastic okay. and take a look at her now <laughs> oh I, that's, a, that's a phil collins joke I, I guess. Against, against all against all odds you know <laughs> <laughs> that's she'll awesome. be in my heart yeah, he's a groovy <laughs> kind of chart. <laughs> so I have a question for Kelly. Kelly, um, I wanted to ask you about because it's always interesting when you when you look on an actor's uh, IMDb page and then see writer and like um, see um, see see some creativity like on the other side of the camera. Like uh, it looks like you were you were the writer for a project called Confessions of a Notes app. Yes. <laughs> Can you tell me something about that? Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, my friend, uh, two girlfriends and I started a production company a few years ago called um, Friends with Benefits Productions. We're not. It's a great name. Sounds, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see your friends. We're not still creating content, but it was such an incredible learning experience. And one of my favorite videos that we made, yes, was called Confessions of a Notes app. So we basically like brought people into a room. They didn't know why they were going to be there. And we had them open their phone to the notes app and scroll until we said stop. And then they had to read their note. And oh. we made it into like a confessional sort of video. Obviously, people, we got their approval of, you know, them being on camera saying their notes because we all know a notes app is like a personal diary. Um, yeah, it's so, like an improv game. That's you know, such like a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh even know God. how it started. We were just all sitting talking one day and we were like, I think talking about just like how embarrassing it would be for someone to read our notes app. And so we just kind of put out a casting call and we brought in some of our friends and then some like kind of not strangers, but yeah, people, friends of friends and stuff. Um, so yeah, I can send, I'm trying to think of where that video lives. I think it's on YouTube. I love that. You should bring that back. You know, I like, actually I like, feel like that's a great idea. Yeah, like, it's funny because I always like people always reference it, like the notes app, you know, and just like the shit that they write in there that they never want anybody to see. So I think <laughs> we did initially want to want to make it like a series, um, an yeah. or, like an on the street sort of thing, you know, where you'd like just go up to people and like make mm -hmm. them do it. But um, yeah, we did. I'd watch. Really it. So did anybody land yeah, on anything scandalous? Fine. That sounds like a great idea. I was saying, did anybody land on anything scandalous? I'm trying to remember if there's anything scandalous. Probably. Was, to me, the most, like, funny ones were, like, just people would have, like, really, like, you know, deep, like, quotes or, like, things. Like, like one of my, one of the guys that came on was, like, super, st like, read a note that he had written when he was, like, super stoned and thought he was being, like, so, you know, like, deep and insightful. Like, yeah. Just, like, other people was, were just, like, grocery <laughs> lists. Like, it was just random. Um, but, yeah. I'll I, I'll send you all the video if you want to see. I'll send the link to Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That sounds sure. exciting. That, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I like that. Benefits <laughs> again, a very very great production company name. For yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Now that you yes. say that, I'm like maybe we should bring that back. It was just like we all got busy, you know, like it was, and yeah. just didn't have the time to devote to creating content as much. But <laughs> I'd like to get back to it. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about Babylon. I, I went to. I was lucky enough to get yeah. to a sneak peek screening yeah. with a q and a and you're still watching it aren't you i'm still <laughs> yeah he's still there watching it it's a long movie long movie it's a three hour wait to see it. 10 minute movie it's damien chazelle i mean from la la land and whiplash i mean the guy is an incredible director it's got margot robbie it's got brad pitt uh diego calva uh, amazing cast amazing uh, tell us about your experience your scene your character let's hear it 
Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I told you this before. So like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm basically a featured extra in the movie. Um, my role is beauty. There were like six of us, I think that got cast as that role. And, um, I just saw the breakdown on actors access. I didn't know what it was for. They called it wild chickens was like the development <laughs> like, code name, the entire like production, even yeah. though once we got there, we all knew it was Babylon. It was kind of hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm in two scenes. One of them is like this lavish party scene, which you probably remember. Oh um, yeah. And then the other scene is like a recreation kind of of singing in the rain, which we shot at Paramount. Oh, yes. Studio. Yes. So oh, that, yeah. That's so awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. And that one's with Brad Pitt. And then the other scene, like most of the cast was in and the party scene, I think we shot over the course of, I think it was two overnight shoots and then maybe two days. And then singing in the rain was a two day shoot. Um, and basically like, I just wanted to be a sponge when I was on that set and just take yeah. it as much as I possibly could, which I did. And what was amazing to me too, was Damien Chazelle was like, so hands on. There were during that party scene, like, I don't even know a hundred extras probably. Mm -hmm. Um, and he like seriously took the time to like place each and every person. He would like come over between takes and like give notes to people like main cast extras, like whoever it was. It was just so cool to see him work. He would just be like flitting about, like running around. I feel like he looked like a little teenager, like just with that's really bad. I just couldn't help but think how like young he looked. And I mean he is really Yeah, young. he's a young guy. Did he he's give you directions guy. specifically? Sorry, what did, did you he say? give you directions specifically? He didn't ever give me specific direction except for when we did the singing in the rain scene. He like came up and was like, uh, "Can you please move over there?" And then he like, <laughs> my placement, and that was it. Very <laughs> um, cool. But no, it was just incredible, and like I feel like I really got a window into Margot Robbie's process also because oh, when man. we shot this pool party oh. scene, it was like at this huge ranch that, yeah. called I think it's called Hummingbird Ranch, which is like 30 minutes outside of LA in the country. And so like all of us were kind of, there wasn't really like a talent holding area. Like once we started filming, like everybody was on this pool deck for the entire shoot. Wow. And so I would just kind of observe her, like go into the corner, have her binder with her lines, be like running her lines, saying them out loud. And she was also doing a bunch of like chakra work. And I'm like a yoga instructor. So I'm like really attuned to like <laughs> stuff like that. And I would just watch her before a take and she'd be like pressing like all of her like pressure points and like uh -huh. watching her kind of do these exercises. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm just taking in. I love that. Yeah, like it was really cool. She was by herself? Um, no, she had, her, well, she had her assistant with her who also got pulled in to be an extra, which is just kind of funny, fun fact. Um, and I was like paired with her assistant for a few scenes and like got to talk oh, to her and that was really interesting, but yeah other than that yeah she was they were wow. all kind of like standalone like the actors didn't like have like a whole team with them or anything wow that's yeah. interesting i mean the, yeah. the film the film itself was phenomenal and i've seen those party scenes i mean there was elephants walking oh through and, and just crazy things and i'll talk about the elephant in the room right that's not crazy. A <laughs> but I, <laughs> but a production of that quality to be on that set was so incredible and I also what I love about Damien Giselle is like how he does incorporate live music and dance into like so many of his films you know yes. we saw and that in so he had yeah and in that pool scene he had a full like brass band playing live music take after take oh, wow. the choreographer was there working with Margot Robbie and the other actress to do that dance sequence like down the pool and just to like watch all of those moving parts come together That's was so like cool. so cool I mean, this was the Roaring Twenties, wasn't it? That, that it was, was the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. And there was a lot of debauchery in those party scenes. Lots of nudie, lots of cocaine. Yeah. Sound yeah. Like the good old days. <laughs> yeah, these Twenties <laughs> yeah, now suck. 
<laughs> oh, the 2020s suck, but the 1920s. Yeah, 2020s, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> the 1920s is downhill. Was that the specific party scene that you went to where there was like orgies and stuff like that going on? Because that you was. No, I think that's one that was filmed. I think that's at the Ace Hotel. And I got asked to do those shoot days. And to be honest, by that point, I was like, I need a break. Like, <laughs> yeah. it had been like two right. overnights in a row and i was also oh, working no. on other stuff at that time and i was just like i yeah. i've done i've gotten what i need to out of this experience you know yeah was it, if someone get let me um come into an orgy with margot robbie i'll be like all right i'll, I'll make it right you know? i'll clear my <laughs> schedule i don't care what i got going on I think i'm available yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> i mean that was a question i asked all of us too is like are you comfortable with nudity and right. a lot of people yeah there's a lot of it in that film and i mean my i just thought not for this you know, role or not for that yeah, role. Such a small it's gotta be. part, if you will. But um, yeah. That was, maybe that opposite Leo DiCaprio, you'd think about it. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, because you worked with Brad Pitt uh, in that film, and I saw on your reel, Alan, you had like a Fight Club uh, parody where you played <laughs> like the Brad Pitt character. Oh. And I can yeah. kind of see that, like the young Brad yeah, Pitt. It it depends on the hairstyle and the and the contouring, you, you know, yeah. and the facial expression. Sometimes I, I can't do it right now because I just had some Botox, so I can't. I can't. Make, <laughs> I can't make the Brad Pitt face right now. You know how he curves his, you know, whatever. Yeah. In my opinion, Brad Pitt also has a quite a lot of Botox going on, Ooh, so I probably might does. be able to. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Morgan, I love your elf outfit. Goodness gracious. Oh, thank you. Yes. So we're, all, we're all in the Christmas spirit. Merry guys. Christmas. Are you both in the Christmas spirit? You, Absolutely. I'm I'm getting there. I feel Come like on, I haven't even processed the fact that it's almost Christmas. I know. I know. I know. We, yeah, it's kind of throwing me. I don't know. I'm not, also not going home this year. So, you know, uh, LA is just this weird bubble where it, like, doesn't actually make yeah. sense. So it's I think like that's a ghost also, town in LA on Christmas, usually. It seems. Yeah. It's. People are trying, you know, but I'm from Wisconsin, so when I don't see snow, I'm like, this is oh, <laughs> Wisconsin. There yes. you go. Nice. Y'all done your Christmas shopping? You do most of it online or you go in person? Online, but I've yet to do it. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, I'm with you. I'm I I look the part, my home is decorated, but I have a lot of shopping to do. Right. Okay, it makes me feel better. Right. It's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, I was also curious because we a lot of us are actors in this virtual room. Um, was there a particular audition that we were so close to booking but you didn't get? Because I, I know one for me, but I was curious about you too. Oh, I'm trying to think. I would say I don't know if I was like – I don't know if I was super close to getting it, but it's one that I like wanted so badly – um and didn't get if that counts <laughs> and you know like when you do an audition too and process and you're like this this is mine like I got this mm -hmm. like that's kind of what it was for me um and it was this this role this film called Ms. Moon and um I was auditioning for the part of Ms. Moon and it's about like the Symbionese Liberation Army and the Patty Hearst kidnappings oh wow um, okay and it was just like one of the best scripts I've ever read in my life and a part that I just wanted so bad. And I got through two rounds of auditions, didn't get it, but then production was on hold. And I actually just looked at the IMDb the other day because I was like, what's going on with this film? And it still right. looks like it's like in limbo. So of course I'm like, mm. maybe there's a chance. This was like over a year ago. There's no problem. Right. <laughs> um, but at that time, I also heard Sarah Highland was attached to be like one of the other main characters in it. Oh, and I was, okay. I just was like so excited about it. But 
at the end of the day, I feel like I did my best with the audition process, but um, yeah, how close I actually got, I don't know. I don't know how many okay. rounds. That's one that you really, truly wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, would you, so would you actually watch the movie when it came out, or would you be spiteful? Because I'd be spiteful. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. You would it. watch it? Okay. <laughs> okay. You're better. Yeah. You're a better person than I am, then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd have some spite. What right. about you, Alan? Is there one big like one that got away for you? <laughs> for me? Um... Uh, recently, I can I can think of two. I did I went two rounds for a, a character for Babylon actually. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, it, it's a guy that gets into a a food fight or something. I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh. Um, was he in yeah, the orgy? I, I don't remember. I just remember the scene. Food fight orgy. I do recall a food fight, but it yeah, was more. That wasn't the orgy. That was uh, more the uh, upper echelon um, of of producer's uh party um, okay right. yeah. yeah i still need to go see it because food then, fights um, in the orgies always suck <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that would be the combination but i recall that <laughs> i recall that scene because i, I no, no longer under embargo because it's past the 16th but uh yeah there was a really crazy food fight scene uh with uh with margo in it and uh oh, that was yeah. wild okay mm. yeah i figured that yeah that makes sense um because they're they're like why did you bring him or something like that and yeah i, I don't remember oh yeah yeah. Yeah. So I need to watch the movie. I really need to see it. Uh, it's coming out. It comes out tomorrow night. It. Oh, it's is it out. next week or this weekend? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. It's out this weekend. Yeah. 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 There it is. Hey, exciting. That is exciting. Set aside three hours, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Ten minutes. Can, can you see Kelly in it? Because I have this tendency to scream when I see friends in things. You know, I stand up and I'm like, oh, and make sure the audience knows. That. You know. Yeah. Yeah, That's I know. That's I why I didn't know, watch. Like, I'm interested to see if you can see me. I mean, I feel like I'll maybe be able to see myself, but I don't know if anyone would be like, oh, there she is. My well, friend, I'm going to go and look like, for you. Like, I'll be looking yeah. for the second okay. time. I'm going to look. I would wear a gold would... dress for, for uh, most of yeah, that party scene. Okay. I mean, that's kind of big because a lot of people were in like shiny gold dresses, but hey. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you're unmistakable. And of course, yeah, I'm going to find you. 2023 um what are your um goals for 2023 uh the following year any anything's anything that on your list that you want to book or anything you want to do in the upcoming year of 2023 not this year i just want to keep enjoying the process and just like having fun with the audition process especially i feel like i'm finally kind of hitting my stride with that and like really thinking less about like outcome and expectations and more about just enjoying the opportunities that come my way, like whether I book them or not. So I just kind of want to like keep riding that wave. And I feel like as a result of like really believing that the process is like, um, I don't know, one of the most important things, like therefore I feel like my career is going in a direction that I'm really enjoying. So yeah, just going to stick to that mentality, I guess. (laughs) Awesome. How about you, Alan? Yeah, um, I, it was funny because I was thinking very much along the same lines. I, I learned a lot this year um, on, on the different sets that I want to take and apply to this coming year. And I'm excited to to execute uh, this philosophy of um, it's more of an, a philosophy, I guess, that I've gained of just taking it a lot more stress free, carefree, mm-hmm. not not neglecting the work involved, but just it's so minute and insignificant compared to how we put it in our heads that we put so much pressure on everything and in the broad scope mm-hmm. it's like what am i really doing let's have more fun in this instance right mm-hmm. that's that's awesome wow there you go big yeah. things 2023 we we thank you so much alan and kelly of course check out case of the christmas diamond christmas day 
on the Ion Network on cable and uh, also Tubi. Now that, that I know it's on Tubi. Tubi, yeah. But uh, before we let you go, if you could uh, do a little promo, let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for the case of the Christmas diamond and you know, throw out a holiday catchphrase and let us know you're on Below the Belt show. So go ahead. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Alan Williamson here on the Below the Belt show, um, representing uh, the case of the Christmas Diamond. It's airing again on December 25th. Uh, thank you guys for letting us be a part of this. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. And I'm right? Kelly Daly. Sorry. I should start again. I'm Kelly yep. Daly. I'm here on the Below the Belt show promoting the case of the Christmas Diamond, which is airing on Ion Christmas Day. And you can follow me on Instagram at Kelly Rook Daily. I post a lot of acting content and lifestyle stuff. So if that doesn't make you want to follow, I don't know what will. But yes. Who wouldn't want to follow this beauty? I love it. Yes, Kelly oh. Daly and Alan Williamson. We're going to take a snapshot. All right. On the count of three. One, two, and three. There it goes. I heard it. All right, cool. Awesome. I heard awesome. it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Ellie, Alan, great, great talk. I think you guys. need to take another picture, Al. Oh, it's not that good? Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll okay, close. one Ready? more. <clears throat> Closing yeah. Here, Here we go. go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not even in the picture. <laughs> That's okay. even better. Two. <laughs> So we have Zod, we have Kelly, and then Chachi said, oh, you know what? Zod's not one and Chachi. Oh, it's perfect. Okay. We have Kelly and Alan. Oh, place. I see what uh, it did. Yeah. yeah. Woo! <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much like for joining it. us here on BTB, both of you. And Alan, I, I hope to guys. work with you again. I had a blast on that commercial project. Yeah, man. So much fun with you, bro. Yeah. Thank right. you. Happy Thank holiday. you, guys. Merry Same Christmas. to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Looking right. forward Bye. to seeing this movie. Yep. Yes. Christmas Day, guys. Awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Take care. All right. That was Kelly Daly, <clears throat> Alan Williamson. The, I like uh, them. Yeah, yeah. Aren't they great? Yeah. I just really, great. like, when people, like, I don't know, just like the things they said, like, mm -hmm. they're talking about, like, you know, kind of just, like, enjoying the process and, like, less stress. I mean, I feel like that should be a thing in all of our lives, but it just, I don't know. It just was like very nice. They had a calming, a good presence. Good a calming energy. presence. Just like General yeah. Zod. <laughs> just like General Zod. Just okay. like him. Well, just Mork him. and Fab, I know that you have to um, party yes. it up. Even though we are partying here on photos. Below. We're partying here on Below. This is going to a better party. Yeah. Speaking of parties. I'm going to come to, ba I'm gonna come to Baltimore soon. We're going to hang out. Al. Speaking of parties. Um, Zod and Chachi, thanks. Thank you for coming to our uh, BTB social last yeah, Morgan. Thursday. Yeah. Um, Morgan, I don't want to talk about it. Conspicuous <laughs> by our absence, but we had a great time. And thank you I'm so much. I'm so upset about it. To sweet like the rain. Yeah, sweet artist for making an amazing cake for us. I, I tried it. to appease multiple people that wanted vanilla. Zod, you wanted carrot cake. <laughs> Sabrina didn't want raisins. So I'm like, I'm trying like appease, you know, the palates of everybody. But I'm glad we. We were able to come up with an amazing cake that looked like a freaking Christmas gnome, guys. It looked it amazing. It was awesome. It was, it was really, really Wasn't great. She is, she is so talented. Like, it's insane. Like, she's insane. amazing. Insane. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's great. 
That's good stuff. So we had a lot of fun. Also in attendance, Darth Paul Wallace, Martin Lopez, uh, and um, Sabrina Taylor Smith. Of yeah. course, there's no there's no party complete without not a party without, without her. Yes, <laughs> yeah, she is the party. She is the party. So I think some of those um, cast of characters will be joining us shortly. But we do have to say goodbye to Morgan. Okay. Oh, Morgan. Morgan, I wish you Bye, could hang guys. Out. But, I uh, love happy you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We'll see you in Merry 2023. Yeah, see you next yes. year. Mwah. Bye, guys. Mwah. Bye, Morgan. Bye. See ya. That's Morgan Fab, guys. So we're going to be joined by some uh, amazing uh, guest co-hosts and co-hosts. Uh, so I guess let's go ahead and throw out um, some stuff going on in the world of entertainment, right? So you know, you know, before you before you do it this, it's time for the Hollywood Report. Oh, that's hot. That's bananas. Sorry. That's off the chain. Sorry, Zod. From now on, when Zod is going to talk, just play that theme. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Actually, yeah, just. Uh... <laughs> You want to make one more comment, Azad, before we? I was I was just account? gonna make a make a funny statement about life in uh life in the Zod household. Yes. In which, in which my son came down while we were interviewing uh while we were interviewing Kelly and um. Alan. Alan and um he came down. And he gave me a mug of hot chocolate, and I, you know, it was it was exciting to see because he doesn't usually do that. And I know, like today's the second day of Hanukkah, and I think um, uh, we gave them just these like hot chocolate bombs. And so I'm like, oh well, thank you. And then I take a drink of it, and it's like it's like lukewarm. <laughs> and it's probably been sitting upstairs for like a long time and i guess he probably thought of it so that's uh getting me in the holiday spirit of course but i'll tell you what we haven't had this guy fly into oh, BTB. wow air btb it's been a long time i know he's now a dedicated father and he has moved to florida and it's been he's a lot coming of in changes. right under the um cutting point for the year Yes. And let's go ahead and introduce, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the Captain Big Nick. Yeah, his video looks all dark. It's like he's under, like, um, like the Witness Protection Program. Are you in the Witness Protection Program, Captain? Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear yes. you. Yes, we can. There we go. My connection is awful. It's good to see you guys. Yes, it's good been a long you. time, Captain. Nick, don't, you, don't. Gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta, yeah, you gotta do the intro. Gotta do do it. It. All right. Well, you guys keep going in and out, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. Here we go. All right. Okay. Uh, oh. I guess it didn't work out. Damn. This connection's not good. Yeah. He left. Oh. It was great to have um the captain back. The captain, yeah, he did like a, one of those uh, guest guest spots on, on BTV, but <laughs> All right, we'll 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 welcome the the captain back when he when he does. But <laughs> all right, all right. Um, well, um, as we are waiting for the captain to join us, yeah, we're both the captain and Morgan left. Yeah, I know, right? And Zod is uh, don't know what's up. With him. Don't know what's up with me. I'm I'm there. Waiting. You are making there you grand are. grand appearances, and here's the captain. All right, so should we try this again? Let's try this again. Can you okay. guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yes. 
All right, here we go. Oh, man. It feels good. I miss you guys. I miss you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. Please keep your seat backs and trade tables in their upright and locked position until we get to a nice cruising altitude in tonight's awesome podcast with uh, Celebrity Soto. And there he goes. Oh, good. There he goes. We had him for a second, but that's all we needed, though. That's all we needed from him. <laughs> we got the promo in, Captain. I know. I know. He's got. He's getting a bad connection, but I think we're we're starting to welcome uh, in the guest co-host. Uh, Did it work? Yeah. It, uh, yes. Yeah. The promo got through, but okay, uh, you, you, you we, we lost your connection for a little bit. But Dude, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in and out like this for a little bit. I have literally the worst connection, well, the internet connection well, in Florida. Well, where are you? you You're what? in Florida. You're in Florida, but I'll tell you what, when uh, when you get the Wi-Fi and the connection issues, we'll have you back again for a longer period, but maybe yeah. we'll just keep it to a, what's the captain been up to? Because we the a lot of fans have been writing us where the captain's been. Have they? Yes. All right. Well, I am, oh, I, you keep going in and out. I'm going to do my best here. Uh, I am now in West Palm Beach, Florida. Woohoo! And. All right. Keeping us in suspense. Yeah, yeah. I guess we've got to have him back on another show. Okay. Well, Captain, I'll tell you Fantastic. what. We, we... Captain. Yeah, you're you're in and out, but. We're a little in and out, but. Um... 2023 is going to be our year, Captain. Yes, it is. Yes, it All is. Right. I'm coming we, back. We know we know that you're in 2023. Uh, sorry. We know that <laughs> we know that you've been in West Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad you're enjoying the, the sunny weather. And how's a little Captain doing? Oh man, she's getting big and she's moving around and she's walking and and getting into everything. It's awesome. Oh, awesome. awesome. She's a big girl. That's great. We're so glad Aww. to hear from you, Captain, and glad you could pop in <clears> for our <throat> Christmas show. This is also our Koki Memorial Christmas show, as we do. Yes, R.I.P. Koki. Yeah, you yep, will yep. never forget him. He's he's <laughs> he's a he's a talented, crazy motherfucker. We definitely miss him. Yes, he was. Uh, but Captain, we re- we really thank you. Um, we're gonna have you back when you get your connect- connection uh, thing yeah, resolved. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. But yeah, we just want you to say hi. Signing off. All right, Merry the Captain, Christmas. landing the airplane and taking off. Thank you, Captain, yeah. for joining us. It's a bumpy ride, but you know we made it. All right, I think we got someone else joining us here on BTV. This is a, this is a party, man. Just keep it all coming. Yeah, it is. Keep drinking. Do we have Do we have Amanda Michelle? Hi. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just here on um, audio only because I am super COVID sick right now. <laughs> oh, no. Amanda, <laughs> yeah. we didn't get to see your loveliness uh, I, at the you social. Will, you won't want to today, believe and, me. And, and I saw that your Instagram post that you've been you've had COVID, but you're joining us here on B2B. This is kind of an awesome thing that you're here with us. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to come for at least something this month. I swear I've been so flaky lately. <laughs> come on. All uh-huh. the cool kids got COVID like two years ago. What are you doing now getting it? Oh, I had it before too. It's my second. Oh, time. you did? Okay. So oh, it's yeah. Kinda like, it's kind of like a throwback now, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a sophomore. Okay. Cool. That's what <laughs> you, you have. <laughs> That's what Christmas is all about. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving is COVID-19. Uh, yes. Uh, cool. And then we also now have joining us here on BTB. That's right. One of the BTB originals, um, Sabby Taylor Smith. What's How up, bad Sabby? is that actually going to be? It's going to be bad, right? I am sick. <laughs> You're sick, You're too. sick too. Everybody's sick on this panel. Yes, I'm like super sick. Party too hearty. Well, that's so the there great thing. No Christmas songs tonight. Oh, that's really? okay. no Christmas songs. 
But the great thing about this is that you can still join virtually on BTB regardless of how well you feel. You can no be sick as catch anything, right? Yeah, you can't catch anything in the virtual in the virtual room for sure. Just a computer virus. Thanks. Perfect, perfect time to 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 bring you guys on because we were just starting everything going on in the world of entertainment. And are we still starting that? Oh yeah, I know, right? The show's and, been on for like um, four hours now. We haven't started Hollywood and, news. Um, I think we yeah, have. I'm some... ready. I know. I saw the topic list. I am ready. I was just trying to talk to somebody else about this earlier, and they were like, "Oh, I don't care." And I was like, "Damn it!" Because I really want to rant about this. Okay. You know? Well, we'll 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 get to the topic of when we get to it. So just make sure you uh, voice in. But uh, let's start with the box office. So yes, Avatar: The Way of the Water. The number one movie, um, it grossed 150. Surprising, surprising. Yeah, no, no surprise there. Of course, it's James Cameron, right? 152 million. It's the second highest grossing weekend of the past five months. Um, and uh, there hadn't been a, a big blockbuster since Black Panther. Um, so yeah, no surprise that it dominated the box office. But uh, I believe Amanda, you saw Avatar: Way of the Water, which maybe we can get. Maybe we can get your uh, your review of the film because I haven't had time to see the damn yeah, film. That's that was where she caught COVID. Is that where? Yeah, you caught COVID? Honestly, I what I did. I was wondering if that was maybe was it. Maybe I, I took a bullet for Avatar this, this Christmas. Um, <laughs> Avatar uh, ruined yeah. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks, James Cameron. Uh, um, yeah, it was great. It was you know I think the story and the plot are very familiar. I don't want to say that they're anything groundbreaking but because it's just it's very it's good it's it's in a good way you know it's something we've Mm -hmm. seen before um the visuals are fantastic i think like if you go to see this movie it's you go to see it in the theater because watching it in imax is something completely different um i did i did see it in 3d yeah yeah it was great um and then my third uh, point maybe my favorite is that i think jake sully is hot so that caught me in (laughs) in the theater seat um (laughs) I have to admit it. <laughs> that was the saving grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do okay. it. You know. Has anything changed with as far as the whole three D phenomenon? Because James Avatar, James Avatar, James Cameron <laughs> likes to do incredible things with three D technology. Yeah, you know, I I haven't seen a three D movie in so long that I can't really compare it to anything else. But it definitely, I would say, in comparison to the first movie, they've improved a lot on the technology. I mean, it, it's very seamless. It looks very real. Especially watching the first one back, it's, it's a night and day difference. That's true. Wow, a night and day. I like hearing that a night and day difference. That it's actually a lot better, and and the effects are just a visual orgasm for the eyes, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Wow. I, I got to see it, Chachi. You always see movies right away as soon as they come out. Did you guys chance to see Avatar? I did see them. I, I, I saw it. I'm still watching it. It's um You're still that long of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's on in the background right now. I had to leave the theater to go on the show. But we'll, we'll finish the show and it'll still be going on, so that's fine. Um, no, it was like I actually I liked it better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, see, with Avatar is a weird movie because like I don't remember much about the first one at all. I saw it again in the theater and I saw it in 3D like a few months ago when they re-released it in the theater because I didn't remember like, anything that happened and I still don't think I remember like any names of the characters from either movie. Okay, but it's just such a you know it's such a spectacle to behold you have to see it in the theater you have to see it in 3d um having just saw the original in 3d um, a few months ago it, it's better 3d than the original um 
you know, I saw it on in Dolby um, 3D. And um, uh-huh. I mean, 99% of 3D movies are a waste because after like a few minutes, you don't even realize it's in 3D anymore because it's not really like the kind of 3D that comes out at you. It's more like depth on the screen. But this one, like the 3D really did come at you and there's like, you know, stuff falling from the trees and water and stuff. And it looks like it's actually right in front of you. It's probably some of the best 3D I've seen in the theater. Wow. Um, wow. These are now, all I great think, positive things. Yeah. Now, I don't think the movie would hold up as well at all at home, you know, in a couple of few months or whatever. Um, watching it at home wouldn't be as good. I don't think the story is anything like groundbreaking, although I, I did enjoy the story better than the first one. But it's definitely a movie you have to go out and, you know, even risk getting COVID for to see it in the theater. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I, I would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would definitely call it like an event film. Mm-hmm. It's it is about the experience going to the theater. Absolutely, wow. very cool. Well, that isn't. And you know, thankfully, got... there was nothing after the credits because when you have a three-hour and, and ten-minute movie, it'll be a dick movie to put anything after the credits and make you stay any longer. <laughs> I know post-credits <laughs> because as soon as that credits came on, I'm like heading to the bathroom. Like I had a pee. Um, that's a long time. Okay, to so hold you it. waited till the end of the credits to go to the bathroom. Amanda, do you? No, 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 no. Once the credits started, I got up and left. Oh wait, no, I actually had to skip out like a half an hour in to go pee. I ran. Yeah. I ran for my life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, oh, right. I mean, fuck all I the people that made that movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I missed. Um, they were. It was like I don't. Oh God, I can't spoil anything. But it was at a kind of a pivotal moment. So I think I missed a couple minutes of something important there. Yeah, I had to do the same for Babylon. Um, oh, I haven't uh, seen Babylon. I had to do the same for Batman. Uh, Batman, you have to do the same for yeah. Sometimes you have to. <laughs> if sometimes you have to you go, you're out. gonna you're gonna get it as soon as the credits roll. Uh, and I know with Marvel, that's tough because you don't want to miss any damn, uh, you know, um, post credit scene, you know. <laughs> but right, with right. other movies, you have to. So very but, I mean, cool. You know, James Cameron said he has like five more of these he wants to do. I really can't imagine uh, where else the story could go for five in more. The can, and I believe yeah. he only wants to go to five. No, he said seven. He said he wanted to he do wants a to go to seven. He said, well, he said if he, oh, if he died before then, he wanted like his kids to take over and do them or something. Right. Like, I, like, I don't know how much more story he has in his head for these people. I mean, but I mean, there were there were some hot, um, you know, blue creatures in this movie. He's gonna make two billion dollars. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, don't think I, made, I mean, two billion dollars is a lot of money. I don't think we've introduced him yet, and I think he has a new phone because he actually sounds better. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, so let's go ahead and introduce. It's a Christmas that's, miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Like, he he has a new <laughs> device. He is the Sith Lord Paul Darth Wallace joining us here on BTB. I am a Sith Lord. Oh boy, there he is. <laughs> Paul, thanks for coming out to the BTB social. Yeah. Are you going to see Avatar this week as well? I don't know. I might. I mean. Is it actually worth seeing, or is it a good story? Is I mean, according it- to Chachi and Amanda, it's definitely worth a look in the theaters. Yeah, definitely worth yeah. a look, for sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think I mean, that- if you get twenty five dollars to spend, I mean, it's worth it. And you know, I haven't been hey, turned I on by SAG member. I could get free if I want. Well, right. you know, SAG SAG put a little kibosh on the um the Disney because it's under the Disney umbrella for we have to wait but- two weeks before we can go for oh, free. Oh, oh that's that's stupid. Yeah. Wait, like, is that a perk of being in SAG? Oh, uh, hell yeah. Okay, I need to join. I just became eligible. Damn. <laughs> I went to see Violent Night. I went to Violent Night the other day. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. Violent Night. So, Violent Night, the number two movie. Um. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to do well. Because, I mean, I don't think it cost them a lot to make, did it? Yeah. Because what, Avatar? They, no, I mean, Violent Night. 
Val- <laughs> Avatar, obviously, yes. Dollars, so it's like Violent Night used a lot of uh, practical effects. Um, yep. they, they there was some CG, but there's a lot of practical effects. It seemed like in that in that particular film. But uh, yeah, that's a number two movie. And then the third, fourth, and fifth place films um, include Black Panther, Strange World, and The Menu. So mm-hmm. no real changes there. But um, no, but you know, this is the first time I've been turned on by Blue Creatures since Smurfette. So <laughs> oh, pretty good to be back in that theater, you know. <laughs> What about the uh, the blue creature from The Fifth Element? I have to go back and watch that again. Okay. The, yeah. the opera singer? The opera singer. You gotta be into some weird alien shit to really like appreciate yeah. that chick. That is some weird alien <laughs> shit for sure. Well, you know, there's probably gonna be like an avatar corn someplace. I mean, they make corns. <laughs> so. What was the one with the with the three breasts? Like from um, was it Total Recall? Total Recall. Was she blue? Yeah. No, she was she was uh, she was pretty much just a human except with the three breasts. If right. Right. Oh wow. You know what? Hey, I think honestly, if we give James Cameron, which was god awful looking. <laughs> if we give James Cameron enough time, I think he'll get around to making Avatar porn himself. <laughs> it's my honestly, I have a theory about him full and Avatar. <laughs> yeah, he's probably already written it. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it could be a good thing that? to see like porn in that kind of 3D, like Dolby 3D. <laughs> Oh my god! Like stuff's like literally coming right out at you. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Started doing that Too with soon? um, what are those um, the the oh gosh, Siren used to be on it all the time. Oculus. Oculus, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> well, let's talk about a trailer that just dropped. Uh, and it's of course I've mentioned my my favorite of all time, Margot Robbie. She can do no wrong. Oh, that's the that's the Barbie movie. Yeah, we got a first look. As Margot Robbie as the title character, and I don't think they could have picked a better Barbie than Margot Robbie. I no, mean, she just, no, she's she's perfect. Yeah. Like the you whole know. time I'm watching it, I'm like, thank God they didn't go with Amy Schumer because <laughs> that, that was their original choice. <laughs> thank God. I mean, I Why would you have Amy Schumer as being Barbie? Yeah, yeah that's what I, that's my question. I was it's it's going to be like for like a joke type of thing. Like she was going to like not be the stereotypical Barbie, but it kind of like ruins the whole Barbie movie. Yeah, I would totally second that. Um, but yeah, the, the, it was a really fun trailer. I mean, it showed how the, the little girls are playing with those like traditional dolls, and yeah, they don't want to play those traditional dolls. They want to play with Barbies, you know. And uh, um, yeah, it was uh, really cool. There's there's a lot of color, you know, in the film yeah. when when you saw more of it. Um, a lot of pink and neon colors, and so the palette will be very eye catching. So. Uh, it's me though with Barbie. Is her boyfriend gay? Because it kind of, I kind of get that vibe from the Ken. From Ken? Guy. Yeah, he kind of comes off as super gay. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think so. He's just a metrosexual. No, and plus, you know, he doesn't have a penis, so I think he'd be a very poor gay guy. <laughs> That's right. So the Ken dolls. Right? He'd be very un- unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that that's a good movie to check out. That comes out in July of 2023. Someone's got a channel cookie on the show. Okay, it might as well be me. Yes, like, somebody's got to be the resident perfect. Right. That's gonna be. <laughs> thank God Amanda didn't meet Koki because yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Amanda would just been shocked. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Give me talking about Jake Sully for a little while, and I can keep it going. And, and also, um, David Harbor in a viol- in Violent Night. That, oh. I have my okay. moments. <laughs> David Harbour does it for you, huh? Guys. Okay, I, I get specifically it. in Violent Night as Santa Claus. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's, that's what we need. We need more Violent Night, just a movie that's entertaining that's about nothing. It doesn't have any like agenda. Yeah. 
Is there? That's what. That's what the industry needs to be. I mean, we don't need all that crap in every movie now. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Now we were talking about Oppenheim, Oppenheimer last week about how they did an actual atomic bomb explosion. They actually just dropped a teaser trailer. It has dropped. I get it. Yeah, you get it. Dropped the bomb. Dropped Oppenheimer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is all about um, J. Robert Oppenheimer, who is credited with inventing the atomic bomb. And uh, again, a, a A-list cast. I mean, it's Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Gary Oldman, Rami Malek, Kenneth Branagh. I mean, this is literally the most A-list cast I've seen. Yeah, but how much did that cost to make then if you had all those people on it? So Not, and it doesn't end there. Jack Quaid, Matthew Modine, Alden Ehrenreich, wow. the, the, the young Han Solo. Yeah, but he wasn't that good. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a lot of A-listers, but the trailer looked good, you know. I mean that, that was more of a teaser trailer, but that also drops in July of 2023. So that's another big one to to look forward to. Um, but coming up a little sooner than that is the Scream Six film. This is the sixth film in the Scream franchise. We got a glimpse of that trailer with Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding. And of course, Hollywood's newest it girl, Jenna Ortega, Ash oh, yeah. uh, Wednesday from uh, Netflix. I mean, is this going to be Scream in Space? Because it seems like they're just like, for most <laughs> horror movies, they eventually hit space. It just makes no sense. Just ch- chase the next. Like you had Friday the 13th in space. You had chase like the next in space. It's like yeah. Leprechaun in space. But yes, uh, if, if a spacecraft is a, a bus, because we saw that trailer and it was. Um, <laughs> It was the what is the 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 what is the scream um main villain called again? <laughs> Sorry, Ghostface. Ghostface. Ghost Ghostface. Yes, Ghostface. Uh, uh, apprehending the the uh, Ghostface killer. The the characters, uh, your heroes in um in that bus. Uh, but I don't think there will be any space in Scream Six. But um, we're gonna take a classic cut break, and sadly, uh, we have to say goodbye to um, Mike the General's lot. I know, seriously, man. I know. It's our last show in forever, dude. What a Grinch! Come on, right. man. You sure? This is a Grinch. I know, I know. I I got other things I need to to take care of tonight. You got other things. Okay, that's fine. We're ridding you that you couldn't do the whole show, but uh, well, we appreciate him being on here, though. Okay, so <laughs> next time gonna... I'll sing "It's Raining Men" just for you, Chachi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So as we say goodbye to General Azad, we're going to take a classic cut break. And Chachi, I'm sure you want to hear your theme song. For the last time of the year, yeah. Yes, here we go. Here's the, the Chachi McFly's Christmas cut theme song. Ho, ho, ho. It is time for Chachi's classic Christmas cuts. Put these chestnuts in your mouth. Chachi. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, put these chestnuts in your mouth. I mean, promoting wow, good health, Lord. health good you know, like protein for this Christmas season. I know y'all have been eating probably horrible like I have been, but a little nutrition for you guys. And what are you gonna say, Sabrina? I just, I every time I hear it, I hear I want Chachi inside of me. What was that? <laughs> what was that you said? Like, I said, it's just every time I hear it, I hear, I want Chachi inside of me. All right. I was like, you Man, say that. 
No, and I like literally never remember what it actually says. That's what it says, Serena. <laughs> That's, That's what, what it says. says. <laughs> That's what it says. That's what it sounds like it says. I'm never letting that go because I never yeah. hear anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Christmas too, the gift that keeps on giving. That's right. Well, this is a Chachi's um, Christmas cut. Where I reach into my sack and pick out a special sack. Christmas song for you for your listening pleasure. And this week is no different. And this is the last Christmas song of the year, which is makes me sad. But this is from one of my favorite, actually the favorite um, movie, Christmas movie I have. That's Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And um, this is their um, title song called Christmas Vacation. It's by artists, um, you know... Mavis Staples. Mavis Staples, an R&B artist who's still alive. She's 83 now. Oh, man. Um, and I actually played this as a Christmas cut 10 years ago. So this is actually Holy a 10-year anniversary. Imagine great it was song. a baby then. Oh. Oh, what? No, not quite. <laughs> I'm just no, well, I mean, we're, we were eight years old at the time anyways when we started this. Um, right. But... <laughs> You know, this is a title song, and like if you watch the other um, vacation movies, you know, like Holiday Road by Lindsay Buckingham was always the song. But this uh, movie took a detour and had a different title song, and this is by uh, Mavis Staples, Christmas Vacation. All right. Christmas Vacation 2, that movie sucked. Oh, so ho- awful. God, awful. Like, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> awful movie. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy the classic cut, and we'll be back right after that. All right, that All right. was Christmas Vacation. That was a, um, a very, very, uh, very great song there, Chachi, from a great Christmas movie. So we were able, we were actually able to uh, play that one again because uh, that met the eligibility for replay. So that's good. For <laughs> ten years, come on, you all. Y'all find three Christmas songs a year for 10 years. <laughs> right, exactly. 30 songs. Exactly. All right, moving on the list right here. Let's talk a little bit about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So there were rumors that they had to do reshoots of this uh, of the ending of Indiana Jones, but James Mangold um, actually said something very different. He uh, took to Twitter. And he was shutting down um, those rumors and said, so I took a birthday break from trolls, but it seems I got to go. Got to once again say we're not shooting and never shot any new scenes or alternate endings. Our film is 99% finished getting rated by MPAA and the visual effects are being completed. Happy holidays. And there you go, because apparently this started when. Honestly, I don't believe him. You don't believe him? I mean, I he also said there no, me neither. Things that people, and I've heard like rumors of like five or six screenings that people hated, and I, I don't believe him on that one. Really? Well, I mean, it wasn't trolls accusing of So John Williams is right. doing the score. You would think he had more than anybody else. Right, exactly. So yeah, James it wasn't trolls. It was John Williams. John Williams is how the, yeah, he made a comment that that's how the rumor started, and that 
he had to um, basically um, do another score for this additional scene. Yeah. Which I think well, I believe John Williams. John yeah, Williams is a, he is a living legend, guys. Yeah, he's not going to lie about that. Plus and still scoring he's 90, movies. yeah. Is he 90 on the dot? Yeah, he's still he scoring is, yeah. moves. 90 years old. It's amazing. Um and um such such a such a talented talented uh composer. Um but um another thing about Indiana yeah. Jones, um apparently um there are some controversial issues. Um uh, a lot of it has to do with Shia LaBeouf, uh, his character of Mutt Williams. And apparently they're going to explain why Mutt Williams is not in this uh, Indiana Jones. And the thing about it's that is, well, you know, he's he's had some PR issues, you know. Um, well, I mean, and, yeah, but he's had like a lot of uh, issues. Yeah, a lot of issues. PR issues, um, you know, Me Too issues. Uh, he's also, um, I mean, gosh, apparently his character was disliked and I do recall, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. I remember seeing it when it first came out and apparently that was like the biggest thing is that, that the character was not a like character. I think the biggest thing was, um, swinging on the vines like a monkey. I think that was the biggest thing that people <laughs> that disliked. The, that was the thing. The biggest, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a dumbass scene. <laughs> I mean, tell me if you think this is a good idea. Why don't they just go back to young Indiana Jones? Like, I mean, they were going to do with River Phoenix. I mean, unfortunately, he passed away. But just get a young actor, do young Indiana Jones, and well, just continue it on that one. I think, Chacha, you disagree with that. You don't think that the franchise sh- should continue with a young indie, correct? No, I mean, I, I well, mean, not, I was, not, not, not as a movie, just as a, like a prequel type of thing. As a series? A separate thing. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I really have no... I really have. I mean, if you um, young no Indiana Jones uh, shows, they were pretty good. They weren't bad. Yeah, but I have no faith in Disney doing a series for Indiana Jones. Yeah. I, I have no faith in Disney doing this um, sequel. I think they're going to screw it up. I mean, I hope wow. hopefully they don't. But but I think they, all they care about is keeping the franchise going. They don't care how it is. They want to. I think they wanted to pass baton to um, whoever that like um, female episode, character is. Or, uh, Hmm. They're just going to milk it for money, as much money as they can. Yeah, probably yeah, like, so. I mean, well, it looks seemingly it seems it seems that the Phoebe Waller Bridge um, character in Indiana Jones is who they're kind of passing the torch to. So, which that always works out so well. Like, how'd that work out for? Um, yeah, was that National Treasure? Right again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Karate Kid. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. No. That Right. Yeah. Or no. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just so some series can just end, you know. I mean, unless you're you get a fantastic idea like Cobra Kai <laughs> or whatever, like you can just let some series end. It's okay. Well, it's not, you don't need to keep making money off of stuff. I kind of like the way you did Ghostbusters, though. I mean, like, because you kind of played homage to the original series, and then you passed the torch in a good way. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah Ghostbusters, the, the last Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. That that was like, the last one for example for sure. That was done right. Yeah. All right. Moving yep. on the list here. Um, well, this is about Star Wars, but I, I wish the captain was with us because he, he just texted me and said, by the way, fuck Ryan Johnson, because he's still very angry about what <laughs> Ryan Johnson did to Star Wars. <laughs> the last Jedi. Bonus, but he sucks. Yeah. I mean, the Knives Out thing is great, but yes. But he actually was asked about Star Wars specifically. And somebody um, told me a theory about that, too. Did you ever hear about the conspiracy theory with the Ryan Johnson Star Wars? 
the rumor was like he was tired of all this like rehashes of the stuff so he's just trying to make it so bad that like people would just be turned off to all the rehashes of the stuff so that might be true too i don't know but that that's not true really bad but that's so not true. different so different he just did a lot of different things but no he's not going to sit there and jeopardize his um his, his career his yeah his career his studio's just money. trying to like yeah you know stop the sequels he still yeah. has another movie doesn't he i thought i could sworn he had a some kind of star wars movie he's doing well, they wanted to do like a um, a trilogy. Uh, they were gonna give him a trilogy to, to do, but you know, so last he, I heard, that was off the table. He he directed one of the most divisive, um, polarizing uh, Star Wars. There, there were a lot of people that didn't like it. There were a lot of people that actually liked it. But uh, he did say in an interview recently that it wouldn't be the end of the world uh, if he didn't do another Star Wars film. He said it would be sad. Uh, he loves the people, loves the Star Wars fans. There's nothing like telling a story in the world. He said he's hoping that he does do it again, but um, at the end of the day, you know, if it doesn't happen, you know, it doesn't happen. So, um, you know, there's probably more of a chance of Kanye West doing the next Star Wars franchise than Ryan Johnson. (laughs) Wait wait a second. Kanye West could be the the Indiana Jones villain because, I mean, he's associated with all the Nazis now. Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) He does love the Nazis. He did say that in an interview. All right, let's talk, yeah. let's talk about some Marvel stuff, guys. So uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, bleh, Hugh, the, the 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 rum is kicking in. This is like it's spiked eggnog. This is a tradition every every year on BTV. It's a spiked eggnog. Yeah. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody enjoying spirited drinks. <laughs> um, so Hugh Jackman is returning to Wolverine, which is uh, to his character Wolverine in Deadpool three, which is exciting. Yeah, and, I'm so excited about this. Yes, which is great because I mean he's a great Wolverine. Uh, granted, he wasn't the comic book accurate Wolverine because he's yep. supposed he's supposed to be a short guy, you know, in the comic books. But nonetheless, he did say that he he would go, come back on one condition that it doesn't screw with the Logan timeline, and that's definitely uh, the case in because Logan took place much much further into the future. Yeah, in the future. Right. So he says, um, it's all because of this device they have in the Marvel world of moving around timelines. Now we can go back because, you know, it's science. So go back in time. So I don't have to screw the Logan timeline, which was important to me. And I think probably to the fans, too. So, yeah, I think that that that's absolutely accurate. Um, you know, well, thank God that um, Wolverine's a Marvel character, not DC, because he actually has a chance of coming back now. Oh, we're getting to DC. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's what I wanted to. We're getting into DC, guys. So wait till you get to that. All right. Um, Donald Glover <laughs> is going to s- join the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Uh, this is a character based on the Spider-Man universe called Hypno Hustler. Wait, that, that makes no sense. Why is he not? Uh, uh, what's he called? No, wasn't he like a Miles Morales? He's Morales like, Morales's uncle, I believe. Yeah, that would have made more sense just bring him back as a prowler because that was the character that he played. It makes no sense to give yeah, him. Yeah, so I don't know why now they want to cast him as Hypno Hustler unless that's the direction he's still playing the same character. It's just now they're going to change the character to Hypno Hustler. I mean, that's great the best character ever. Well, it's, so yeah. so this hypno hustler from a Futurama. I mean, it just doesn't make it just doesn't sound good. I mean, it doesn't Z- sound bad. It sounds really bad. So, sounds bad. Okay, you want to know what this character is about? So he's one of the more obscure Spider-Man villains. Obviously, he's hypno got the, hustler. Yeah, he's got the ability to hypnotize his victims with his guitar. Oh, 
right. So he's uh, during the day he's Antoine Delsoin, the lead singer of a band called the Mercy Killers. And they okay. use their music to rob their audiences. Holy shit. You know what? Why did you not cast Jared Leto in that role? Because he can actually he actually has his own band. He's already Morbius in the, the same universe, dude. You can't have you, uh, Yeah, but I don't know. Morbius sucks. I, don't Morbius. Care. I, I mean, so I, mean I think he's acquainted. a Mor- Morbius. I mean, so, well, Sabi, didn't we see Morbius together? Yeah, I think we, we did. did. Yeah. Disappointed by yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, was, I think I, mean, I think Glover's a great actor. I mean, he was great in all those the weapon movies. That's the other Glover, dude. This is Donald Glover, not Danny. Oh, I was not Danny Glover. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Donald I'm not on board anymore then. <laughs> oh, okay, I think we're yeah, on board by that. Yes, Donald Glover is also a musician. So. Yes, he's trying well, yeah, to be a rapper. So I mean, playing a guitar would be like a, he's not like a rock guy. You know what I mean? He's a talented yeah. guy though, dude. You know, he's he's probably he probably knows how to play guitar. I mean. If, like, I mean, why, why not have him as a rapper to hypnotize his people? That would make more sense. I mean, it's just right. like maybe uh, he has hypnotized. I don't know. Right. Uh, let's see. Next on my list, um, upcoming movies in production. John Cho and Catherine Waterston are set to star in a film called They Listen. It's a horror pick from Christopher Whites. This is the guy behind American Pie. So the guy behind American Pie is going to be doing a horror film. So that's kind of wow. interesting. But it's going to be through Blumhouse, and Blumhouse is really great at what they do when it comes to horror. That's for sure. This could be more of a horror than American Pie 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the worst one. Too soon. Sure. Too soon. Yeah, that definitely was the worst no, one. For sure. Definitely not soon enough. Was that American <laughs> Wedding? Is that what that was? American was Wedding was yeah. the third one. The fourth yeah. one American was American wedding. Reunion. I don't think I saw that one. I, I started to watch it, and I was just like, this is awful, and I stopped. It's, it's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. It's like epically bad. <laughs> All right. This one looks pretty wild. It's Tom Cruise. He updated uh, on social media on the set of Mission Impossible, the newest Mission Impossible film. They were doing a crazy stunt where he literally fell off a cliff with his motorcycle and parachuted down. And he had to Jesus. do the scene six times. And they finally got it. They took six takes and they, they got one. Wow. So he did it. He's a dude. Credit. I mean, you I, gotta I give he, him credit. But I mean, but I mean, to do his own stunt like that—that's that's dedication. I, I think he'd be, actually would be kind of like happy if he died doing one of these stunts, just going out that way. I think that's how he wants to go out. Like, isn't it crazy? I hope it, I hope it doesn't happen. But yeah, of he, course we hope it doesn't happen. But isn't it wild that he insists that he does his own stunts? It's crazy. It's just well, so. I, it's, it's only that film though, because I don't think he did it, his own stunts in some of the other films, right? I mean, I think he might have done. Oh some yeah, stuff he does. Africa, he does right? some. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, Okay. Yeah. So this is the Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, also dropping in July of 2023. So there's some big movies dropping in July of next year. So. Now, when he dies, I think it's going to be a lot different than what he expects, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's see. <laughs> that was bad. How about Scientology? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Scientology could get it. Man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. What do you think I was talking about? Oh, I don't know. It could have been anything crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're doing another Escape from New York. Um, uh, this is John Carpenter's post. Oh, thank God. Masterpiece. Now, wait, wait, will... wait, wait a second. John Carpenter's involved. Why is he not doing They Live? They Live is the perfect movie to do nowadays. Hang on. Hang on. Now this film will not be a remake it will be a sequel 
So I don't know if that means anything, you guys, because if you love the movie, uh, the 1981 film, um, you'll be happy to know it's a continuation of the original. Okay, I mean, what about the, the Escape from L.A.? Did that just not take place? Is that like... Yeah, well, the, the sequel, yeah, Escape from L.A., um, obviously is still within the canon. Um, and what's great is that Kurt Russell is still, you know, doing great work now, so he can come back. But why don't you just use his son? I mean, his son's young enough for him. You know what? I, it's, it'll be interesting because it, rumors have circulated for years that Wyatt Russell will be part of the part of the sequel, so... Why not? Why not have Kurt Russell? He looks like Kurt a lot. So, I mean, the others, Hudson doesn't, but I mean, why Russell does. So, yeah, yeah. Well, should be Escape from Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ever gets out. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, let's see. One of my favorites of all time. I said Margo's my favorite, but I I have two favorites, really. It's the other, the other one's Anna Kendrick. Uh, she was just amazing. I think, you got, with. I think you got three favorites now. I do have, a, I have at least five favorites. <laughs> <laughs> but Anna Kendrick will be, she's doing a, a directorial debut film. And I'm pretty impressed she's stepping behind the camera for this one. It's called The Dating Game. I think we actually talked about this film before. Oh, is that um, the one that's based on life? That's right. Yeah, it's based on um, Laura, uh, an insightful young woman who cares deeply for her friends and family experiences the death of a close friend she rebuilds her life and settles into a new relationship but the imagine the unimaginable comes to a confront when she attends a popular game show and suddenly finds herself face to face with her friend's potential murderer did you ever see what that guy looks like he's he did look creepy i don't know I don't like him for not going out with that you guy know what? i wonder if it's going to be tony hale because tony hale was just attached to this film Tony Hale from Veep. I guess Tony Hale could play a creepy guy. I mean, if- you, he could he could do that. And you know what? He's done comedy for so long. You know, with Veep and uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. Why not like do something a little different? You know. Yeah. All right. All right. Next on my list is DC. Let's talk about everything in the world of DC because it's a mess right now. See, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't agree. I think you, see, you don't agree. You don't agree, Sabrina. You think it's a mess. All right, let's get into it. So yes, first, it's definitely a mess. First and foremost, a mess. First and foremost, I am pissed that Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill will no Ooh. longer portray Superman. I think this is a horrible, See, horrible don't decision. Like idea, but, I mean, but what they should do is just do two separate things. I mean, they should have the Snyder universe and then have like the yeah. other universe. Yeah, I mean, they could have, but you know, we already and have the Joker universe. About Henry Cavill. We already have yeah. the Robert Pattons in Batman universe. There's too many. I, I really think there should only be at most three universes. Um, but uh, so, yeah, this was James Gunn's call, you know. Um, and it's crazy because just last week on the show, we were talking about, no, um, Henry Cavill is staying with DC. He said it on his social media. He was in the Black Adam, you know, post credits. And <clears throat> for him to be fired, it's just it doesn't make any sense. But. Now they want to focus on a younger Superman and recast, you know, a younger actor to play Superman. But, but see, so, here's what happens. Here's the one drawback. As long as they don't do like the thing about like him coming from Krypton. I mean, that story has been done to death. I mean, it's like how many different Krypton yeah. like it won't be an origin story, but it could be like his younger years. Um, which like still, small though. Yeah, with the yeah they, they had they had that up. They're going to mess that up and make it all. And they're going to be even worse than they are now. Well, who thought the guy? 
I love okay. D- you know I love me some DC. I have right. Superman tattoo. But literally DC wishes. They wish they could be Marvel so hard. Right. <laughs> and this is why this is why they wish they were Marvel from like the like what do you call it? from the like original movies, not phase, the last phase last, one, and phase two. Or is just kind of just a mess. Yeah. I mean, even phase Henry Cavill seven. is sad. He's sad about it. He said it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman after being told by the studio to announce my return in October. This news is the easiest, but that's life. I respect James and Peter as they have Although a universe to build. About him, they say he's like done. He might be done with Hollywood. He's just going to do his own thing, like he's doing that Warhammer thing. Yeah, he's that was we were going to talk writing. about that. Yeah, he's doing Warhammer with Amazon, but uh, yeah, but that's kind of a dick move because um, you yeah. know Henry had um, he he passed over projects for this role. He quit yeah. The Witcher. The Witcher, yeah, yeah. They wanted him to stay on The Witcher, and he turned it down because he wanted to be Superman. And they kind of like, they kind of screwed him over in that one. They did. Yeah, they did. They did. They real bad. But who ever thought that the, that the you know the guy who like sent out tweets about um you know molesting kids wanted wants everybody to be younger on the uh, movies. Jesus you know, like who he saw that coming. He made some really bad jokes, yeah. but they no, were jokes. But, I know, I know, but but you know this this whole thing like I think they want to be Marvel so bad is what you guys were saying, and I think that's a big mistake. Um, I yeah. think this ha- this happens a lot of times. Like you know, it happened a lot in wrestling. You know, you had these other promotions trying to be WWE, and you you can't beat the big guy like that. You know, like you had like you know TNA trying to be like WWE light. You know, trying to copy off of them. Right. But you know, uh, Marvel already has way too far of a um, lead, and even Marvel's you know. I think is going downhill now from where they were at their peak. So yeah. why do you want to sit there and try to emulate um, Marvel now? You know, you should try to be your own thing. See, yeah, um, I was thinking like with DC, you should just go more. I, I kind of like the Zack Snyder direction, going more dark, well, instead of like more like exactly let, right. Let's talk about another yeah, thing I'm not happy with. More dark, I think. Now the newest news here is Black Adam with Dwayne the Rock Johnson will not be moving forward with a sequel. Right. Um. And uh, this is really troubling because Dwayne worked so hard to try to make this Black Adam a reality. Yeah, but I heard like, the thing is he's he's been really difficult to work with on that. Like I heard he does not want he he was they kept asking him to go on to Shazam and just do a cameo, and he's like, no, my Black Adam is its own thing. It's like he's part of Shazam's universe. You still need to just put him in Shazam's universe, whether you want to be on a movie or not. You know what I mean? But he just didn't Shazam. want his. Is, which is, is just stupid. Shazam is DCEU, and yes, Henry Cavill was in the post credit scene of Black Adam. So, if that's gonna, you know, basically you're gonna not that's do a sequel. Like Rock, I mean, he he was he was his own worst enemy because I think eventually they were gonna try to get Shazam versus Black Adam, but Rock's like, no, I want my own Black Adam thing. Shazam shouldn't be part of it. It's like that's stupid. We're, we're never gonna see get to see that at least with at least with uh, yeah, I know Dwayne the Rock Johnson and and uh, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole whole ten year timeline, it's like that's it's too much. Like I don't I don't have it in me to go this far mm. with um DC for ten years. I mean, mm. I'm starting to get fatigued now from all these superhero movies, and you want to start over and trying to go ten years. It's, it's, it's like sad too much because it's we sad. we do, the the films that are good were good. The first Aquaman movie was good. The first Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie was good. I honestly think yeah. they should get a second Justice League movie where they actually face Darkseid. I mean, they should at least just do that, even if it's on the streaming service. We already fell in I love just, with these characters. That, that the Justice League movie was just too much. Like, 
at least with Marvel, they had all these different movies that like centered around these characters and they had origin stories with all of them before they right. had a team. So it kind of made sense. Yeah. It's like the DC movies, first of all, it's all the same like director, which I think is too much. And then yeah. it's like on top of that, like they just kind of, it, it felt like it was just thrown together to me. Yeah, I think they did rush it. I think what they should have done is the origin movies on, because like even like for like the way they introduced Batman was like more or less him facing Superman. So it's like yeah, yeah. But they yeah. wanted to be they wanted to be Thanks Marvel too bad, so they rushed it. Yeah, it seemed like they were like, oh mm-hmm. no, there's a Avengers. They have too many Avengers movies. We we gotta yeah. do something, guys. We gotta, we gotta do, do Justice League. League. Exactly. Up too, yeah. they like uh, took a. Uh, Zack Snyder off because I think Zack Snyder had a vision and they kind of, when they took him off like because his family emergency uh, they just J.J. Abrams ruined Justice League. No, that wasn't. I mean, you, Snyder, you think, Snyder was so much better. It was No, I think you're alluding to uh, someone else, not not J.J. Abrams. I thought it was J.J. Who was it that, that did? Uh, oh, Josh Whedon. Sorry. Josh Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you, I think you you mixed those two before in the past, like two different people. Yeah. Um. All right. Um, well, Sabrina, Sabrina, you had a comment. I was just saying, Joss Whedon did the Avengers. He didn't do uh DC the DC. Movie. No, he, no, he did. He took over um when Zack Snyder left. Yeah. Due to a family emergency, his daughter committed suicide. Joss Whedon stepped in and changed some a lot of parts of the movie. Yeah, if you if you watch that's Josh why they did the Zack Snyder, Snyder cut. That's a thousand times better because they actually changed, they fixed the way it was supposed that's to. That's exactly the the mm-hmm. Zack Snyder. Cut. Yeah. All right. So uh, another thing about James Gunn uh, is that um, he has addressed the uproarious and unkind backlash to the recasting because uh, apparently um, he said that he knew that there would be turbulence when they took the gig and they would knew they knew that they would have to make difficult. And not so obvious choices in wake of the the nature of what came before them. Now, but he's the Superman. That's going to be annoying. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to. They want again. They want a younger favorite. They want a young guy. You know, they want a young guy for Superman. But one particular casting, I will be so fucking pissed is if they recast Margot Robbie as as Harley Quinn. Right. I will be so angry. I will be. Yeah, they have Lady Gaga on the Joker movie. No, so. see, that's that's a different universe. The the no. the Joker and um the the Walking Phoenix Joker is a completely different universe. The Batman Robert Pattinson film is a different universe as well. That's outside of the DCU. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, which is crazy. That, that that leads to more confusion, of course. But the DCU, it's always been Margot Robbie, and the thing is that. Suicide Squad, the second Suicide Squad film, was directed by James Gunn, and yes, Margot Robbie was one of the most important characters in that film. That was one of the better DC films. Was that that second Suicide Squad film? For oh, I sure. like Peacemaker too. He did a good job with Peacemaker. Peacemaker did fantastic as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yes, like we're alluding to, Henry Cavill has been uh, was working on a new series called War Warhammer Forty Thousand. This is the popular science fiction uh, fantasy uh, war game, and uh, apparently he'll also produce. So he has a lot of. Um, well, supposedly he's like a big, big fan of it too. He like. And he's a huge fan. He is a huge fan. He's been collecting Warhammer since he was a kid. Yeah. And I think this is amazing that. Dork. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? He's a very. 
He's a very swole, studly uh, a dork, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I would talk to him in his face. You, you would tell about the counter yeah. Do we have Amanda? Come on. Show? Is Amanda still with us? Is she passed out from COVID? Amanda, are you take are you snoozing I, on us? I'm here. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm here. I'm I'm probably this close to like having like a sneeze attack or something. <laughs> where I've been I mean, are you a fan of Henry Cavill? I, I was wondering on a, your thoughts on on Henry Cavill not returning as Superman. Well, you know, so I I have not kept up with DC, probably even less so than I have with Marvel, and um, my contribution to the Henry Cavill discussion is that I think he's milk toast. What? I think he's very. You ever heard that phrase? He's very. He's Sounds bland. Very bland. Yeah. He, he, he is kind of bland. I guess. Bland. Interesting. Yeah. But Superman is kind of that way, anyways, though. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, the burden of the world. I could be a god, but I choose to protect people. No oh, responsibility, responsibility. So he's kind of like that. You yeah, know? It's, right it's for, he, for sure. Like I'll just kill everybody and do whatever I want. Well, in the Zack Snyder cut, he was a very evil Superman. We saw that yeah. evil Superman in that one. So, but um, okay, very, very good. That, that's again, I don't know. I mean, maybe James Gunn will um, surprise us, and I, I really, I mean, that's why he's the CEO now. So um, hopefully he'll uh, he'll do a good job for the next film. But yes, uh, Henry Cavill, The Rock, don't expect him to be in that first phase at least. And what about Momoa? Is he going to stay around as Aquaman? So that's a very good question. Apparently, um, Jason Momoa, um, they're still going to release Aquaman too. Because they also said like a, uh, is still like Wonder Woman. They just uh, they just got rid of they're Patty. They're not Gang. moving forward Wonder Woman three, but they still like Gal. So I don't know. The, the thing is, if they keep some actors and they don't keep right. other actors, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really work. You know, you just have to like recast everyone. But I, who, and then why have why have a young Superman that you're gonna have older? Um, you you're know, gonna have old Batman. And- yeah. Older, like what? This literally, it just it just speaks to what they're doing. It's a mess. It's a mess. It makes no sense. I don't understand like what they're planning on doing. I don't know if they really understand what they're planning on doing because as long as it's Jonathan Kent Superman, Jonathan Kent Superman, the the gay Superman, I don't think that's a good idea. Hopefully, that's not the younger Superman they're thinking of. I don't Uh, know. They they could go woke. We we don't know. We'll just. I mean, it's not. It's not Disney, so I mean, they probably won't go that route. Yeah, but in the comics, as I said, Jonathan Kent's a gay Superman, and that's like his son. So hopefully, that's not the young Superman he's talking about. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, guys. Yeah. We'll see what they no, do. I'm saying, like, literally, they have no idea what they're doing. Like, yeah, hopefully, are, like that are aren't going to be explainable. I feel like that are right. going to come up later because you're not going to be able to do a Justice League movie again. With now a younger Superman and still be in the same timeline with an older, with like, there's just too much going on. <laughs> there's a well, lot going on. Hopefully, his kryptonite isn't going to be. But snapped. now you're going to have another Flash too, because there's no way. I don't, I don't think. Oh, Ezra Miller. It. There's no way in hell that motherfucker's coming back. That's a oh, loose yeah. Yeah, so. I, I think what they should do is like when he Jesus. does the flash thing, they should just replace him with Grant Gustin because I mean he did a good job on the show, and I think we that said would be that good before, thing. and I'll I'll definitely second that, Grant Gustin. Yeah. I, I thought they could have worked with that guy anyway, but wait, I need, I need, what's the deal with Ezra Miller? What do you mean? Well, a, no way, he's not a he, he's a them, because he's both. He's he's a so they, he, uh, but yes, he, yes. So I mean, <laughs> apparently they have mental health issues, and mm-hmm. they need uh, to address those uh, mental health issues because of of their recent outbursts at at bars i think in iceland uh, they choked the woman out 
they they uh, very, they're very difficult with the police. Um, well, them them's been very quiet recently. I think yeah, right? I, I think it was ordered to. I think they were ordered to. Yeah. Well, did you did you all hear about how they? I think they punched another woman in Hawaii, and then there was a meme joke going around that you're more in danger from Ezra Miller than you are from sharks in Hawaii when you're on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Jesus, man. Ugh, he's a mess. He is a fucking mess. All right. But he's no, not a he's a them. You're misgendering him, Al. Did I say he? I sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah them's a mess. Them is a mess. They are a mess. Oh Jesus! All right, before I get into any trouble, <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, Disney Plus. All right, so they just did a first look, a preview trailer of everything coming out in 2023 for Disney. Oh, Loki that's... season two, some first footage just dropped of that. And what I'm really looking forward to, Sith Lord, is Ahsoka. Yeah, Rosario Dawson's. Uh... Wait, who who's in charge of Ahsoka? Is it going to be Kathleen Kennedy or is it Favreau? <laughs> if it's Favreau Filoni, I'll probably like it. If it's Kathleen Kennedy, it's going to be Gal. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure actually. That's a good question. I have to look that up. But they did uh, just show uh, Rosario Dawson kind of pulling the head over Ahsoka. Um, I that's that's the 2023 um, Star Wars. Um, well, actually, no, no, Mandalorian season three. That's even a bigger deal. Um, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, Mandalorian season three is gonna drop. Um, Ahsoka, Loki season two, and Secret Invasion, which is Samuel L. Jackson, Daenerys Targaryen. That's why I love uh, Amelia Clark so much because she is in all my favorite fandoms: Game of Thrones, Marvel, Terminator. Terminator and Star Wars. Yes, exactly. And bros. Is she in bros? I don't know. Julia <laughs> Clark is not in bros. Oh. oh, you said all your favorite fandoms. Oh, oh I see oh. what you're saying. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> also, uh, Disney Plus has greenlit a pilot for Witch Mountain. So this is um, a reimagining. No? Not feeling it? This no, is, um... I'm not. Without Christopher Lee, you need unless they're going to have a CGI Christopher Lee in the Witch Mountain. Well, it's starring Bryce Dallas Howard, um, Isabel Gravett, Levi Miller, Jackson Kelly, and um, it's a modern reinvention of the clack, uh, cult classic from 1975. But how do you do it without Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee was like the star you, of. You have Witch to recast, Mountain. or you just you know it, it's a reinvention, so you're going to have another actor playing his character, obviously. Yeah, but who who could you get? I mean, I don't think there's another character that could be be like a Christopher Lee. Ah, oh, gosh. I mean, Patrick I feel like Stewart. Be less enthused. How about Patrick yeah. Stewart? Yeah, but he he can't play a villain. He's too nice of a guy. I think. It would I mean, be maybe the guy who played Magneto in McKellen, maybe I guess maybe he could do it. But Patrick I Stewart just comes up. Nicolas Cage and John Travolta and Face Off. But then again, I mean, Nicolas Cage was only a bad guy for like literally five minutes. So. Oh wait! You know what? I hate to break this to you. There's gonna be a face-off too. Oh, how are they gonna do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. That's like one of my favorite movies, and I feel Is like really that's one of my favorite movies. About it. Yes, they're gonna they're gonna have a face-off too next year, from what I understand. It's like, but I don't know how they're gonna do it unless because the because Nicholas Cage is dead. I guess maybe he just gets the the mask and then just speak Nicholas Cage after the movie. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. That's gonna. That's a. I'm. I'm. That's 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 upsetting to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Why yeah, can't I, they let these things go? Why do they have to do this to us? 
Mm-hmm. Well, they announced it's going to be John Travolta and Will Smith is going to be the two main characters. Ah. Okay. And they, they switch faces. So does Will Smith uh, slap John Travolta in the face? <laughs> no, but, but you know, John Travolta is going to be getting in trouble wait, for doing blackface. Hey, how about this? How about a face off of Chris Rock? Face off of Chris Rock and Will Smith okay. would be more appropriate. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for walking over my jet, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, that was. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Chachi, you, you want to repeat your joke? Are you good? No, nah, it is over now. Oh, okay. no, I caught it. I caught it. It was funny. Thank you, Sabrina. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, over on HBO, lots of stuff at HBO. They have a, a White House Plumbers trailer just dropped. I did not work on that. Paul, did you work on that? Yeah, I worked on that. I was press corps. Yeah. Good for you, man. They didn't they they said no to me. They didn't want me. That's okay though. I don't know why you you're 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 always press. I am. I don't know, dude. They just never they never never contacted me. And uh I'm That's a reality okay. show. White House Plumbers is uh stars Woody Harrelson oh, and Justin Theroux. Did you apply to the one in D.C. or the one in New York? Because I didn't do the one in New York. I did oh, in yeah, D.C. Yeah. So this, this involves around Nixon's uh, political saboteurs, the Watergate masterminds, E. Howard mm-hmm. Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy. And as they wound up helping to topple uh, the presidency of Nixon and. Uh, Lena Headey, um, Cersei, Cersei Lannister's in it. Uh, Judy Greer, Domhnall Gleeson. Um, Kathleen Turner, Kim Coates. Wow, what a cast. A hell of a uh, cast. Yeah, it's a heck of a cast. Um, the trailer, it's only a five-episode limited series, but the trailer's out there if you want to check it out. Also on HBO coming up, uh, there's a pilot called The Franchise, which is set in the world of franchise movie making, like those big Marvel movies, the big Star Wars movie. And it's interesting because you remember, Chachi, you were talking about how like Austin Butler made it big. Uh, we, you know, we interviewed him in your Comic Con. This is another actor that just took off. I was interviewing him in my friend's band, Reserve for Rondi. That's my buddy Warren Hemingway. Oh. His guitarist, Billy Magnuson, his career has just exploded. I mean, he was in The Sopranos, um, The Saints of Newark. He he was in uh, the um, Anna Kendrick Into the Woods film as the prince. Uh, the dude's career just like literally uh, took off. He just deleted his personal Facebook page. So I was looking for, hey, where's his personal Facebook page? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the uh, best. It's probably for the best, I guess. But uh, you don't want any of those old posts getting out. Yeah, exactly. Because you can That's get. That's a good reminder. to do some deleting. Amanda, if you have any controversial posts, you better delete them. <laughs> No, actually, I'm thinking about that now. I have Indy yeah. coming out next year, so I need to get kind of vigilant. Early 20s was controversial. Yeah, yeah if you exactly. have any controversial pictures, send them to me. Oh. <laughs> Chachi. None that you'd want to see, believe me. <laughs> so Billy Magnus is going to be starring in this, um, the franchise um, HBO pilot. Yeah, so... Um, so it's Billy Magnuson, it's um, Jessica Hines, Darren Goldstein. Um, so yeah, so it's based the 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 story follows a crew trapped inside the dysfunctional, nonsensical hellscape of a franchise superhero movie making. So it's that sounds like current like Disney. Yeah, that's pretty much the behind <laughs> the scenes of Disney, but in uh, I guess it's a scripted format. So um, who's playing uh, Kathleen Kennedy? Kathleen Kennedy, right. 
HBO uh, pulling the plug on some of its favorite shows like uh, The Nevers, uh, which was Josh Whedon's show. I know he had left the show and they had a new uh, showrunner. They canceled Low Life. That's no longer uh, Westworld we announced a while ago. And The Minx, they were actually in the production of the second season of The Minx. And Jake Johnson stars in it. He was known for his work on New Girl. And apparently they decided to continue production. They're hoping to shop the second season on another network. But that's kind of bad news, you know, to get that your like your show got canceled while you're in production of your uh, of your second season. You know, well, well, mine got canceled in the third production. Like, I mean, we we were getting ready to film and they just canceled it. I mean, everything people are already on set and everything. They canceled before we filmed anything. Yeah. Yeah, some things, some things just fail to to land, I guess, with the audiences. I mean, but the opposite of that is White Lotus. White Lotus already uh, greenlit for season three. Um, I haven't gotten in. Has anyone uh, checked out White Lotus yet? Has anyone yeah. watched it? The first season. Yeah. Um, and like, I it took me a while to get into it. Okay. Like, it really took me a while to get into it. Um. I mean, obviously, I wasn't as into it. I, I didn't even know we were doing the third season yet, so I haven't seen the second season. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it had moments. Okay. It started- I, I like it a lot. It's it's pretty funny. I don't know, like. I think it's very um, it's very much like a social commentary. Did you finish the season two? Because some- I did. Yeah, I was watching it every Sunday. Okay, so there's a, a crazy ending. I heard. I haven't seen it yet. Yes, but. cannot say anything about that. You have to we watch sh- it for yourself. We shouldn't, <laughs> so. we shouldn't drop any spoilers. Uh, we we yeah. do that enough on this show, but we should definitely watch it. All right. Uh, moving on to Netflix. Wednesday, the most watched title on Netflix for the fourth week in a row. Amanda, that seems like a show you'd like. Oh, what is Wednesday? it? Wednesday? Yeah, I did watch it, but I could I could actually I could chat about that one. That one, um, I have some mixed feelings. Mixed feelings, really. I do. Yeah, I'm a big Tim Burton fan, and I think yeah. for me, it felt more like a teen CW show than something that Tim Burton should have put out. Yeah, I did get that kind of a uh, impression about I it too. Yeah, but, yeah. but it had still had that Tim Burton, um, you know, style to it. Because it's almost like doing like the Will Smith, uh, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, with like the reality thing that just that mm. doesn't work. Just not yeah. Exactly. yeah, well, I was going to say, it's almost like it feels like Tim Burton sold out, or he was commercialized. It feels like a very watered-down Tim Burton to me. Yeah. And I just love, like, I'm a big, like, original Adams Family fan, too. Like, well, not original, but I guess the uh, the 90s movies. Yeah. Austin and... The one uh, with Charles Christina Ritchie. Yeah, Christina yeah. Ritchie. And I just, I feel like the... Wednesday was, I mean, like, I, the Wednesday, I mean, Jenna Ortega was great, but I feel like the Adams Family feeling was missing, too. I just didn't really, it didn't really land for me. Yeah, I mean, the Adams family didn't really hang around that much, you know. They put, you know, they dropped off uh, Jenna or Wednesday at the the Nevermore School, and 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 there you go. The Adams family, it's called Wednesday. It is called Wednesday, yes. And this is so uh, you know with the breakout much of the like you know the family. That's good. We we haven't seen that. Now I I actually have exclusive. I went to a New York um, screening Q and A of Wednesday with Jenna Ortega doing uh. Answering some questions and then talking about, you know, the casting process and stuff like that. And she talked about how, you know, that they tried to do elements of the original, uh, but they also had to make it different to appeal to other audiences. And it was a really, really great Q&A. And uh, that girl's a star. 
But she's Sarah Ortega is a star. Definitely is. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I since since I saw her in you, I was like, he wishes this girl's gonna be something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you're making a joke. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, Chach was making the joke about the see oh. her in you, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. No, but yeah. I think the breakout star was definitely Thing on the show. Oh, Thing was the breakout star. That was kind of like the the baby Yoda of the show. Yeah, oh, yeah, I kind of like Thing. That's an <laughs> little the little party yeah. hat on. I mean, it showed a lot of personality just for a hand. Yeah. Wow. So actually, it has 1.2 billion minutes uh, viewed. Um, that see, uh, Netflix tracks um, ratings by minutes viewed, and that's a hell of a lot. So it's it's right behind Stranger Things season four, which is 1.35 billion. So yeah, Netflix needed a win because they were losing money hand over fist. Yeah, they needed a big hit. You're right, and, you know, because Stranger Things only has one more season left and it's done. But uh, you and they had um. They had you, Jessica Jones, they had Daredevil, which is now all owned. I mean, De- Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Oh, those are all on Disney Plus now. They're yeah. all owned by Disney now, but Netflix came out with all of those. They were getting it for a little while. Oh, they were getting it. Hell it's yeah. It's like a Cobra Kai. It's like a Cobra um, Kai. Mindhunter, I, like, I'm bummed that we didn't see that story continue. They didn't continue Mindhunter for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know it why. Well, rumors that it might be coming back. I'll I'll let you know because I mean that's films up in Pittsburgh, so I mean I would have an inside track if it comes. There on. you go. Give us the inside scoop, the man. Dahmer, the Dahmer series. The rumors is coming what back, but I don't know. I mean I've just heard rumors yeah. so far, so. Yeah. But I heard I heard that it probably is going to come back because they're actually there's actually prison sets and stuff up that they they're probably going to use for my night. There you go. Yeah. So hopefully we'll come back. Okay. But one one more thing on Wednesday, I think I forgot to mention this last week because we we went a little over, but. Uh, Jenna Ortega actually had COVID when she was shooting the dance sequence scene. Um, and that's something that, that most people don't realize. Netflix, all you have to be fully vaccinated to work on any Netflix Flix project. So that right. proves that you can get COVID without being with being vaccinated. Right. I mean, they, they, they need to lift those regulations because yeah. a third of Philadelphia actors are not working right now because they are not vaccinated. Yeah, well... Maybe even more because you have to be vaccinated with all the boosters. So even if you got vaccinated originally, if you don't have all the boosters, they won't let you work. It's yeah, well yeah. I mean that's that that's kind of the the the, the way yeah. it's laid out for many of the but productions. I, I mean and, I think it's been doing done as a punishment rather than just. But Jenna Jenna didn't know she was COVID positive. She just had symptoms, and then it turned out she yeah. was. But if you have symptoms, you should still like just. Yeah. She had body aches, you know, of course she was vaccinated, so she didn't have any more severe um, symptoms. But, uh, yeah, I guess it was, uh, yeah, interesting that she was doing all that dancing in that big scene. (laughs) She had COVID. So Um, if you're a fan of Warrior Nun, that's been canceled by Netflix. So that's, uh, I don't know. I I watched one episode to give it a shot, but it didn't didn't really pull me in. I I think the problem is that. Couldn't do it. It, it was too late. Do I mean, if they did it like ten years ago, it probably would have worked. But I think it's just too late to do that one now. Because I mean, ten years ago, it was a more hot property. Right. I'm almost done. My list here, guys, on Paramount Plus. Chacha, you sent me this. Uh, a Grease prequel in production. Uh, they just dropped the oh. first look. Grease: Rise of the Pink Ladies. Um. Yeah, <laughs> Serena, you're saying no. Yeah, I don't think she she likes it at I'm all. Like really- 
This but, is like such a disturbing episode. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing Face Off Two. We're doing like a Here's the major, major problem with the entertainment industry right now. Nobody has original ideas, and that's yeah. what you need to do. Promote original ideas instead of just using to. like a good game, you know, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's very um. Fans of the original should be happy about this. Apparently, according to the showrunner, we call Greece the mothership, and we always we're always talking about how we have to pay homage and respect the mothership. So they're saying they will respect the original film. That's what they're promising. Well, it's a very diverse group of um, pink ladies. Well, until you know what? Uh, horrified by it. Mm -hmm. Paul Feig said he would respect the original Ghostbusters, and look how that turned out. Yeah. Um. I mean, are you alluding to that there's a, an Asian and a Latina in the, in the four ladies? Yeah. So I don't know if all the diverse characters died before the Grease came out. <laughs> Grease took place in 1959. Actually, yeah, 19. Yeah, you're right. That didn't have, happen. I don't think in 1959. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I think they were kind of racist in 1959. I think so too. 19, yeah. I, mean, I think 1959 was not a time. So it wouldn't be true to. But, the, but this was earlier. This I think this was like four years earlier than 1970. Right. Then like in the mid 50s. Right. So the 40s, the, the Asian character would be in like a concentration camp because they were doing that because of World War Two. I can't at all. Well, this, <laughs> this gang. But this I'm gang really very, this gang is very progressive. But why, why does this time. upset you so much, Sabrina? Because, like, we all grew up on Greece. I mean, actually, like, somebody said this to me the other day. They're like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be so great to be, like, in the 50s and, like, poodle squirts? And I was like, probably not for me because I'm black. But I can imagine <laughs> that it would be great and fun for you guys. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> but B, like, I just, I there's no need to do that. There's just none. There's no need to do it. Move on. Find a new freaking idea. Let it go. Just let it go. Let it be what it was. We all enjoyed it. Let it go. You mean 80-year-old Indiana Jones doesn't work for you either? Yeah. No, it doesn't. I mean, just let it go. Let it go, guys. (laughs) Let it go. Well, Grease, Grease 2, I think, already kind of ruined it. Were were you tuned into this series uh, on Paramount Plus, Josh? The Grease Pink Ladies? No, you will not be watching. It's like this. It's like like that one, the um, League of Their Own series. Enough is enough. Not everything needs to... Get rebooted and remade and spun off. Yeah, and that's where I am. That's where mm-hmm. I was like five years ago. I'm still tooting the same horn. Okay. They need to stop doing that. They just need to start coming up with their own new ideas, whether it right. works. Or not. I mean, isn't like Willow yeah, bombing? I agree with you guys too. Yeah, it yeah, is. I, I think. But so Willow got really woke too, so there, there's like lesbians and stuff in it now, apparently. Right. Amanda, Amanda, you you had something to say. Oh, yeah, no, I was just saying I agree. I think, like, people kind of, like, all these franchises, all the sequels, all the prequels, like, it really is just, it's boring, you know? And it's, like, clear that it's kind of just a cash grab situation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree. All right. Almost done this list, guys. SNL news. Cecily Strong is leaving Saturday Night Live. She, she just did her last episode this past Saturday. Uh, which is interesting because usually the cast members wait till the end of the season before they leave, and they Saturday Night Live lost a ton of players like Kate McKinnon, well, and know, Kate Davidson. Honestly, here, here's the thing: if they don't fix things, 
it's not going to last more than two more seasons. I don't think it, they're, they're getting too woke. They're, 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 their comedy's not there anymore. You keep recycling the same jokes. It's like you need to just kind of just do a normal. You know what keeps them alive? The freaking celebrity A list hosts and the, yeah, but here's the, big, the thing: with the big, Live. the big, hold on, the big music, the big music acts. That's that's but, what's putting people on. But the Saturday Night Live was built on like the controversial comedians that like would speak their mind, like the George Carlin's, the <laughs> Chevy Chase's back in his days, Steve Martin, Eddie I Murphy. Mean, Eddie Murphy. It's like those guys would say something offensive sometimes, but now <laughs> they're just playing too nice, and that's not what Saturday Night Live was built on. Am I right? I mean, comedy is meant to be offensive sometimes. I said, I can't even remember the last time I watched Saturday Night Live, to be honest. Like, it's been yeah. years. I stopped watching it a long time ago. I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me yeah. They're still doing more Trump jokes. It's like Trump's not even president anymore. Just come up the, with something the new. The James like, Austin Johnson guy, he is the best Trump impersonator I've seen on that show. On with new stuff. <laughs> he is so much better than Alec Baldwin. He make fun of Biden. He, like, you don't even have, he, just has, he just has to play Biden. That's basically it. He does Biden, Biden and Trump both. He is brilliant. That that guy is super talented. That they James the new uh the new guy on there. And uh you know, Austin Butler, you know, he hosted, he did a good job hosting it and um they need to play Fetterman. What? They need somebody to play Fetterman on Saturday Night Live, because that, that would be a good comedic thing too. I mean, just because he's Fetterman. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also talked talked about the the Trump uh, trading cards, the NFTs. Yeah. Um, that was the uh, the cold open that they they started. I don't with understand that. That, 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 that. I guess <laughs> if he wants to make money, I mean, I guess it works. Right. But that's like that's weird. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's sad to see Cecily Strong leave though the cast. I mean, she was one of yeah. the longest running. Uh, Keenan Thompson's the only one that's been there for a long, long ass but, time. Well, isn't that his last season, from what I hear? He, I don't know. He hasn't announced it yet, but I've, I have a feeling he's gonna move on soon. I mean, he's been there for so fucking long, you know. But he loves, he loves doing it. He loves the job. So, all right, what's going on in the legal news? Me too, and all that stuff. Uh, Harvey Weinstein convicted of rape, in a mixed verdict. Um, Boy, that's so, a surprise. Yeah. So this uh, is centered on testimony from from four women. And apparently it's a mixed verdict where, um, you know, he was guilty of one of the charges, but not. Um, so he's he was faced with two counts of rape and five counts of, of sexual assault. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was a, a mixed verdict, but still guilty on, on that one count. Is that so, weird things where like he could get off kind of like Danny Masterson? Because somebody said like Danny Masterson. You know, so Danny's a, is a much more fortunate gets, situation for him, you know, because he. Because he, he has got, to be convicted on both counts to go to jail. He, right? well, no, he, he got the mistrial. So they the, basically the jury could not come to a verdict at all. Whereas with Weinstein, okay. they were found him guilty of one of the counts. You know. Well, some, some somebody said like you had like for him to be guilty because of the, something with a time period or something like that, he would have to be found guilty on both counts. Yes. If he was like, guilty on one, he could get out. That's right. Yep. We talked about that last. Which is kind of a weird thing. I don't know if you're guilty once, you should be punished for at least one time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think because of the statute of limitations. Yeah. It's going to be a rule that, like as I said, if you did something wrong, you should go to jail for it, whether if it's one time or multiple times. You, right. You know what I mean? It should be punished. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, Amber Heard settled her defamation fight with Johnny Depp. 
So apparently, um, Amber only had to pay Johnny Depp one million. Now, apparently, um, it was like uh, she had Amber. Amber had to pay. Originally, it was Amber had to pay ten million, and Depp had to pay two million, which was Amber paying eight million. You know, if you take okay. the two. But now they agreed that she only had to pay one million because, according to Johnny Depp, it wasn't about the money. It was just really about getting a not proving that degree. he didn't do the things that he was accused exactly. of doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But he should have held out and they would still pay that ten million. Yeah. <laughs> why let her off? Seriously, why let her off easy? When he, he actually to Disney ever pulling from uh, parts of the Caribbean on false allegations because he got. Yeah. He, well, he's yeah. back. Sue Disney over false allegations because they fired him for something that he didn't do, apparently. You know, he's hired back. You know, they're doing the pirates, right? No, but they're doing it with uh, Margaret Robbie. They're no, not that, actually, no, that, got, no. that got axed, too. That, yeah, that got axed. The, no, so, the, yeah, yes, that's right, Amanda. The uh, Margaret Robbie was originally the plan, but then when Johnny Depp got not guilty, and then now they're looking at bringing back oh, okay. Johnny yeah. Depp in that role, and maybe. Although, then I again, would he said he wanted together. to put 100 llamas and like a million, uh, like $10 million or something like that. Are you going to give him the 100 llamas, too? <laughs> uh, 100 llamas, I'm not sure about that, that. That's what he said in the trial. He said, anyway, I'll play. Uh, Jack Sparrowgan is if he gave me a hundred llamas and like a ten million dollars, <laughs> right. crazy thing like that. Yeah. Well, I, and actually, I, did you hear? I mean, was there new? Was it reported that he's going to be returning to to? Uh, from what I heard, Jack yeah, they, they're they're that oh, he's, From what I read, that yeah, they're going to produce another pirates film. So that would actually surprise me. And so I have a very, <laughs> I'll tell you guys, I have a very unique perspective on this whole thing. I have a Pirates of the Caribbean tattoo. Um, I've been. You're a fan. Oh yeah, no, like I wow. Johnny Depp was like the guy who made me want to. That's get why it you should be showing it on 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 the on the screen right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Um, I'm too snotty to appear. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 um, I know. You no, but like COVID. I actually, Couldn't get I was off the top COVID. I know. Oh, my God, twice this year actually. Yeah. Um, the um Johnny Depp for me, I think also like I think what I've heard about him being fired from Pirates it was it was a mix of things. I think a lot of it had to do with his working reputation as in like his behavior on sets has not been um, ideal for a while. So like his, I don't know if you know, but his new French film that he's been doing, but he is apparently has um, shown up to, you know, drunk and late to set and has been a nightmare to work with according to the director. So oh, I would be really surprised oh. if they, if they trusted him again with the, with the franchise. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, if you're, you're not, cause that Downey had the same problem when he was like drinking a lot too. Remember how Downey would get fired from everything, even though he's a very talented actor. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. turned his career completely, uh, completely turned his career around and he's doing great yeah. so but i know that well so i know that they're moving forward a pirates movie and the margot robbie um spinoff or you know version of it got scrapped however one would one would assume that depp is back because i guess yeah, technically sure. they didn't really announce it but I'm, i guess i was assuming that he would be back but i would actually be okay if they just didn't do it you know also i think the fifth movie was kind Me of too. um i think it was uh was it conclusive? Kind of a failure. Enough? It was. I did not. I just probably yeah, not conclusive the, enough. The but I, I think like, like the fourth movie went a different direction, and then like the fifth movie had nothing to do with the fourth movie. It just was weird. Did well, you notice? I think, yeah, you I know, agree. Like, after the original trilogy, I think after the first three, it, mm-hmm. it could have been laid to rest. I don't think we needed any more. I think Jack Sparrow as a standalone main character doesn't really work. He's really best as like spicing up a different cast. You know, like with Orlando yeah. and Kira, it was interesting. When he's the focus, it just it's more outlandish in a way that doesn't really work. And then also, yeah, the fifth, the fifth especially. Well, well, you're right, because if you think about it, it's like a Christmas Vacation 2. 
Cousin Eddie was fine in Christmas Vacation 1 as a backup character. Mm-hmm. When you focus mm-hmm. on Cousin Eddie, that movie sucked. Yeah, it was yeah, way horrible. And I'd like to kind of maintain my memory of him uh, you know, that I have as a child, which was, that, you know, it's just, uh, I'd rather not touch the it. Positive it things. You want yeah. to remember the positive things. And then, yeah, I don't want to hear more stories about how he's showing up with like an earpiece because I can't remember his lines. And it's just sort of, it's sad, you know? It's like, the I just, mystique away, yeah. Yeah, like, let's just calm it down, you know? Let him keep going and playing Jack Sparrow for kids in hospitals and let it, <laughs> it's a little, it's really, you know, and it's make, nice. And, and making appearances at Disney World. I'm yeah, just, that as well. Yeah. All right. I got only one more thing on my list, and that is, um, you know, a lot of burglaries happen uh, uh, now, I guess, and and the holiday season is like the worst time because everyone has their presents under their tree, you know. And mm-hmm. talk about a real life Grinch, uh, Christmas Grinches out here. There's two two stories about this. One is Robert De Niro. Uh, so apparently, a woman uh, was charged with burglary, breaking into the rental home where actor robert de niro was staying uh and trying to steal items my god so apparently she went through a basement door which had signs of forced entry and apparently officers um followed her discovered attempting to uh, to get into the property um and apparently she did have some items in her possession already and she's already um she already has a rap sheet apparently like 27 charges i believe um well, i don't think she targeted robert de niro i think she just was going to steal anything from anybody right is already as i right so uh that yeah that's crazy um um what was and, that? did you mention that elon musk guy did you hear about that the guy <laughs> the guy he like this guy apparently like went after like elon's kid or something like that and he took a picture of the guy like wearing a hoodie and like his license plate number the guy went on some interview and said he he was going after elon because elon was stalking him it's like why would elon must be stalking you it's like how crazy <laughs> that to be? but he went on cnn i think it said like elon musk was stalking him it's like no you're just crazy <laughs> he's like some uber driver or something like that it was like oh no door dash driver that's what it was that's what <laughs> And another burglary attempt was with the WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, that's a shame. I would not want to be stealing shit from a WWE wrestler. Yeah, so apparently... Imagine how that one turned out. I mean, he's 68 years old, Sabrina. But but he still tackled the man and grabbed his gun. And he held him at gunpoint. It was with a gun? Yeah, I told you. Yeah. So at 68 years old... WWE superstar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't care how old you are. If you're a WWE wrestler, you know, I have to admit, (laughs) scary moves hidden in your wheelchair. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I met Hacksaw Duggan backstage in uh, Wilkesbury for WCW. I shook his hand. His hand is like ginormous. It's like probably the biggest hand of anybody. So like he can probably pick somebody's head up with his hand. But you have pretty sizable hands yourself. Yes, I know. And his hand was giant and dorked mine. I I felt embarrassed because it's like crazy. Like he was wearing a baseball. You're you're six foot seven, right? Yeah, and his his hand was like four times the size of mine. So he is giant. I think he beat cancer twice, right? And he actually beat cancer as well. So yeah, he's he's a tough guy. He's He's like the badass. He's a true tough guy. Yeah. So uh, apparently he kept, he kept his hand on the intruder's back until the police arrived and arrested him. Oh, so that's awesome. So very very good story and and congrats to Argentina for their their victory at the World Cup. Yep. Apparently that was a very exciting game. I watched that even though I wasn't really following the World Cup. It was good to see them win. Um, it is right now. 
<laughs> Sabrina, you will not be doing your Christmas song, correct? Not yeah, no. Okay. We, no one wants to hear that going on. Okay. But I wanted yeah. to just quickly go out in the room uh, and let let us know your favorite Christmas TV show episode or special. We should make it a little more broad. Um, and I'll, I guess I'll um, now it can be anything from like you know old school, you know something more recent. Um, but Christmas special. But I got I got I got to throw it out again, like I did last year. The, my favorite special is the Charlie Brown uh, Christmas special. Um, I, you heard that little uh, Vince Guardini uh, trio. Uh, such an iconic, just just gives you a, just a really nice feeling of, of Christmas when you hear that. And I, I love that special. And just to watch that again with my nephew, who's seven years old, you know, to appreciate uh, this animated masterpiece was so cool. And uh, and as far as like uh, episodes of a television show, um, it's going to sound pretty funny and embarrassing, but uh, the OC, they had their Christmas episode. Oh, yeah, and, they were and, good. I'm really enjoying that particular episode. Uh, and uh and you know it was a you know it was a family of of, of Jewish and uh, Jews and Christians living together and that uh, showed that you can be uh, a family together and kind of how BTB's own Koki was to us because Koki was our resident Jew and we loved him and yeah. and we will be hearing um, his song very very shortly but uh, those are my favorite uh, specials uh, um, at least memorable for me that is so. How about you, Sabrina? Do you have a favorite Christmas uh, Christmas special or TV show episode? Yes. I'm going to have to go with Buffy season three. The episode is called Men's. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um, it's where Angel thinks that the first is the, or the first evil, which is actually uh, foreshadowing into the seventh season. But he thinks that the um, first evil is targeting him to get like, because he's not a righteous man and he needs to die and he's basically going to kill himself and he's waiting for the sun to rise and Buffy comes and she's like, no, I need you. Wah! And then it ends up snowing in Sunnydale, California, which um, throughout the entire episode, everyone is talking about how it's swelteringly hot, swelteringly hot. And then at the end of the episode, the sun doesn't come out because it ends up snowing and they walk through the town together hand in hand. And it was like a sign from the universe. And I mean, you guys knew that was going to come. Wait, come now, this is a Christmas episode, though. It is a Christmas episode. It is a Christmas episode. Okay. <laughs> it is a Christmas episode. All right. Very good. All right. How about Amanda? Do you have one? Oh, yeah. I have to go with uh, the cult classic Shrek the Halls. I think it's my favorite Christmas special nice. <laughs> from childhood. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you've all seen it, but it's just, I mean, it's a masterpiece. I love the Shrek so. movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is this... Is that available on, on Disney? It might be. I don't know. Okay. Um, it's like, a, I think it's probably about 20 minutes long. Okay. Um, well, it's not Disney. It has, Disney's yeah, not. It wasn't, I don't, oh, DreamWorks Disney wasn't Disney. But yeah. I'm sorry. Did they buy DreamWorks, though? No. No, you're right. They, they I'm didn't. sorry. I thought it was Pixar. You're right. Thank God. Oh, yeah. No, that is good, I guess. Yeah. The Prince and the Popper, the Mickey Mouse special. Oh, the what? Mickey Mouse special is cute, too. Yeah. The, that's a good one. I actually made everyone watch that last year in my house, so. All right, Aww. I gotta watch Shrek the Halls because I love Shrek. It's honestly like it's it's reign supreme for me. You can't get you know better what, than Shrek. Do you know what streaming platform it's on? I don't, but definitely try looking it up on on Prime and just see if it's if it's on anything there. It has everything. It has world building. It has character arcs. Okay. I mean, it's like it's fully loaded. Twenty minutes. 
it'll change your life. Awesome. Just 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Definitely tuning in. And by the way, a recent special is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And that was a lot of fun. So I, not my favorite, but I would highly recommend that one. Um, all right. Big Paul, do you have a favorite Christmas uh, episode or uh, special? Well, I don't know. As a kid, I mean, I kind of like that Claymation Rudolph special, the classic one. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yes. Not motion at all. The, uh, the, uh, the, the Island of Misfit Toys? Yeah. Yeah, that that's a great one. That's a good good one to watch every year with the family for sure. It's very timeless. Yeah, I now, agree. I wasn't a big fan of the Star Wars Christmas special because that was god right. awful. That was not watchable, but okay. I did watch it as a kid. I kind of liked that one, but when I when I was a kid, but now looking at it, I was like, God, that's hokey. Have you seen how bad the Star Wars Christmas special truly oh, is? It's like, it's if you not, it's it not good, and that's probably why George Lucas doesn't want it to be canon. And it's never going to come out on Disney Plus or you know any of the Star Wars do DVDs or anything. It's not you're always, you're only going to be able to get a bootleg copy, and I think there's a, a version of it on YouTube as well. It could actually be, be worse than um, Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. I think Last Jedi still might have a beat. Yeah, because the first special is really bad. All right, Chachi McFly. Well, I always love all the um, you know sitcoms when they have their you know Christmas special, the special episode. Like I just ended up watching um, the two Golden Girls um, Christmas episodes um, the other week. Nice. Um, but yeah, like any any sitcom that they had the Christmas episode, you knew it was gonna be special. Usually it was like really super heartfelt. Um, but you know, I, I like the funnier ones and like, um, for people who watch, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They had a very sunny Christmas, which was a great episode. It was, um, it came out as a two parter, but I think now when they show it, it's like one long episode, but it had, you know, great scenes like, you know, Danny DeVito's character, Frank coming out of a couch naked. Um, <laughs> it's a very heartfelt <laughs> episode. Um, they did kind of like the, um, christmas carol scrooge type of thing where they were trying to um you know show somebody like the error of their ways you know with different ghosts and everything it was a really funny episode and then you know also like the classic episode of from seinfeld the festivus episode which has kind of taken like a life of his own throughout the years and uh, people actually you know actually celebrate festivus now on um, december 23rd each year which is um all from the you know Christmas, Christmas type of episode, um, or almost kind of like an anti-Christmas episode of Seinfeld. Seinfeld, yes, and Morgan Fab, I'm sure. Festivus. I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, Morgan Fabulous would would concur with you on that one, Chachi. So those are some really really good ones right there, Chachi. So we, since Sabrina won't be singing, uh, we're going to play a soundbite. Uh, since this is the Koki Memorial Show, and we miss him. This is what Koki did on Below the Belt Show's final Christmas show of the year. We'll do a perverted version of your favorite Christmas song. So let's go ahead and take a listen of this soundbite, everybody. And let's. Wait, which one is this? Uh, oh, so yeah, this one is um, Koki's version of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. All right. So, you so guys wait, ready? so what did he call it? What did he call it? He called it something else. And I think, I think Koki could probably <laughs> be the best one to. Oh, you don't want to announce it? You don't want to no, announce no, it? No, no, you don't let Koki do it. Let's have Koki do it. So right, right. this is Koki Claus. Uh, again, Koki did great renditions, very comedic, <laughs> perverted renditions of your favorite Christmas songs. So here you go. Am I, in fact, the only white Christian in the studio? <laughs> yes, you are. 
You're yeah. all by yourself. You're and actually the only white person in the studio. <laughs> oh, what are you? Jewish. Yeah, I'm Jewish. Well, that's dumbass. That's you, a religion a and Jew? a race all at the same time. <laughs> and that's right. He spoke. <laughs> Sammy Davis he Jr. is our signature Jew. He is <laughs> Dr. Lickalotopus. <laughs> he is comedic extraordinaire. The one and the only Koke. Hey, hey, I didn't do it. <laughs> Koki in the house. <laughs> this is Koki Claus. Why are you holding his pole? Lenny Bruce. And he's doing his rendition of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh, my God. And this is going to be a cappella as well. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, I'm not a singer. I can't touch, you know, <laughs> chocolata. She's got, the, she's got some pipes on it. Don't sell so, yourself short, you know? Koki. But anyway, so we're gonna do this okay. together right now. We're gonna, gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, help, you're gonna do, you're gonna help me out here on the song. I saw mommy blowing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. She didn't hear me peep. I went downstairs to have a peep. She thought I was tucking up in my bedroom fast asleep. Then I saw mommy banging Santa Claus underneath the tree so snowy white with coke. Oh my, what a laugh it would have been if daddy'd come in. So only seen mommy banging Santa Claus last night. I saw mommy doing doggy style. Underneath the mistletoe last night She didn't hear Santa come Because of the cookie rum They were both having fun As I recorded it on my phone Then I saw mommy in a 69 On the kitchen with a pile of blow if my daddy had come in, he would have shot him. Santa Claus would have been dead. Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, <laughs> if this was the finale, uh, there's no better it. way Guys, to it. Bill Cosby can finish this one. How many years now has Cookie sang the... Um, it's, it's probably been at least six or seven years in a oh. row. It's yes. It's been a lot. Is that yes. no, Not for a whole album, I think, right, uh, that, that is the uh, new version. Oh, yeah, he just wrote, he just wrote that. Approved by Cookie. But, Cookie, you should have a whole album now, right? All these years now? Compile uh, Yes, we were thinking about doing a full-length featured album and yeah. donating yeah. proceeds to... Uh, what what charity? Know, what charity would you drug put Drug charities. Oh, my God. Like pro jokes? Uh, probably just give to myself so okay. I can continue my, you know, late nights out on the streets of Baltimore. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, That's a beautiful fast. rendition, Cookie. <laughs> wow. Definitely wow, not...
Wow, did that not was cokey, ever, man. Uh, think that his Christmas songs would bring like literally tears to my eyes. I know, I know. The what year was that from? Joy and laughter and and sadness at the same time. What year was that from? This that was in 2014. 2014. Wow. Yes. Damn, yes. I've been with you guys for a long time. You have eight, been eight years ago. Holy what, hell! What wow. year was the first one? Do you remember? Oh, I have to go back to my archives. Okay. Well, he but, said what uh, seven or eight, so like I guess it'd be what like it was 2014, so it'd be like 2007, 2006. Yeah. Now I don't know how much do of it, it translates, you know, over um, the podcast, over audio, but the funniest part was being in studio with Koki um, when he did these songs because it wasn't really. On. It wasn't really like a yeah. He put his um his reading glasses on. It wasn't really like a joke to him. He took this very seriously. He took it very right. seriously. Right. And that was the funniest part because like he would get so nervous and stuff before he would sing this song. And one yeah. year like um Sabrina was singing her song. You know Sabrina's a great singer, and he didn't want to follow Sabrina. He got cold feet. Song. He got cold he feet got, and he left the studio. He left. And I think he actually <laughs> recorded his song. I think like the week later or whatever right. on the special like at the studio. Right. He uh, recorded a special. And so the funniest part is he took it so damn seriously and he's singing songs about, you know, like Santa Claus, like um, getting blown, you know, by mommy and stuff like that. <laughs> and he just took it so damn seriously and watching him do it in person was the funniest thing. And then and then he would do way too many verses because like, you figure like, OK, one verse about mommy singing Santa, uh, blowing Santa Claus. But no, he'd keep going. He'd do the whole he entire three verses of this one. <laughs> he did three verses. And by the Rocky time like the first verse came along. <laughs> <laughs> By the time the third verse came along, like you were just fucking rolling. Like your eyes were watering from laughter. Like, and then when he started um, cracking himself up, that's when I just lost it. Like it was just too funny. Like, <laughs> just like we were now. So that's a great memory yeah. as we close below the belt show. So, uh, uh, including Koki, because Koki may continue to rest in peace. We do have some sad rest in pieces to, yeah. to announce to close the show with, and that's. Uh, Steven Twitch Boss. Um, this was a very sad one, guys. Uh, he was a DJ. He was one of the producers of the Ellen DeGeneres show. He died by suicide oh. at the age of 40. And it's crazy because we were just talking about um, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, yep. who also took his own yeah. life. Uh, who I, I had the privilege of interviewing at AwesomeCon back in 2017. Now we're talking about another celebrity who passed away. And it's so sad because I met twitch at a, an incredible event the tyler shields gallery event and him and his i think at the time girlfriend uh, now his wife allison two of the nicest people you could totally ever meet um and he was such a big talent um such a talented dancer and um it's really really sad and and that's the thing mental health is, is just a part of your normal health you have to Take care of it, you know, just like you do go to the doctor, your dentist or, you know, um, take your dog to the vet. You have to take care of your mental health. And um, and if you are, if you know anyone, you know, there's there's 988. There's, I'm glad they established this emergency line for for those that are contemplating um, that that uh, sort of thing of taking their own life. Um, 988. Go to speaking of suicide dot com forward slash resources. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's worse around the holidays too, because the people who are depressed, like the holidays are supposed to be a, a joyous time. So when you're right. not joyous, then you feel even more depressed because you see everybody else or you assume everybody else is joyous. So it makes you feel worse. This guy had yeah. an incredible life. 
It was married to a beautiful woman. He had three kids. Um, he was one of the producers. Uh, the Ellen Show, although Ellen Show did end, I mean, he had other projects that were in the works and uh, very close with Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen said, right now, all I, all I want to do is remember all the love and laughter I, I had with Twitch. He brought so much joy to my life. I know he brought joy to yours, too. I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite moments with him. If you want to, you can also share yours. I love Twitch. Hashtag I love Twitch. Um, so, yeah, in addition to Twitch, we also lost Stephanie Bissonette, also a dancer. She's a choreographer teacher from the Mean Girls musical. Um, Sally passed away at the age. Hey, why was that made? Yeah. Do you remember the Mean Girls musical? Mean Girls musical. No, that was a that, great that's musical. That's not something dude. that needs to be made. Yes, it's a great. Don't knock it if you haven't that, seen that, it, dude. That's not something that needs. Just like Spider-Man, the musical that need to be made. No, well, that that had some. That was plagued with some issues. But I know, but none of that needs to be made. Just, just leave it don't alone. Don't knock. Just, don't knock the Mean Girls musical, man. That's some good stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, apparently she had been uh, dealing with um, with uh, medulla blastoma, a, br- a rare form of brain cancer. Oh damn! Yeah, it's really really sad. We also saw Sonia Eddy, actress best known for the long running soap opera General Hospital. Uh, she was also very good friends with Octavia Spencer. Um, Terry Hall, frontman of the band The Specials. Um, we also lost Drew Griffith, correspondent with CNN, due to cancer as well. And, of course, with death, we celebrate the life of those celebrating a birthday today. Chris Robinson of the Black Crows, 56. Uh, David Cook, you might remember him. Uh, he was one of the winners from American Idol. Uh, he's 40. Uh, happy birthday. Jonah Hill is 39. And singer Jeff is wow. 32. That's birthdays to do. I know. Yeah, Jonah Hill is older than that. Just because, I don't know, maybe... Yeah. Just kind of older than that. Right. Well, happy birthday, Jonah. And everyone that has a birthday today. And this this has been our, our Christmas episode, BTB. Another great one in the books. Wow, we had an amazing show from top to bottom. Uh let's start with the the first panel uh with Mike the General Zod and Morgan Fabulous, who joined us for the first half of the show, and our special guest, actors Alan Williamson. And Kelly Daly from the Christmas movie, The Case of the Christmas Diamond. We can check out on the Ion Network. They're actually re-airing the movie on Christmas Day. So check your cable listings. Yeah, so if you get nothing to do on Christmas Day, then check it out. Well, a lot of people like to watch Christmas movies on Christmas Day, don't you? I do. It's always Christmas stories, like 24 hours of Christmas story. There you go. Yeah, that's nothing better than watching Christmas stuff on Christmas Day, you know? Uh, we'd like to thank, of course, this amazing panel uh, for the second half of the show. Uh, he, he chimed in a little earlier, but he, then he left uh, the one and only Big Nick, the captain. And he'll, hopefully he'll be with us in 2023 more regularly. We thank you so much. The one and only the Sith Lord. I am a Sith Lord. <laughs> the one and only Darth <laughs> Paul Wallace. Hi. Merry Christmas. Thank- Merry Christmas to you, Darth Paul. We also like to thank, of course, the amazing Amanda Michaud. Oh, thanks for having me again. It's good to be back. Thank you for for joining us with COVID. I hope you feel better. I think most people that had COVID. And I was dancing like a a Wednesday with COVID too, or? Yeah. Are you dancing right now? I am dancing right now. You can't hear me. I also, I'm in really good shape, so you can't hear that I'm like breathing really hard. But yes, I've been dancing (laughs) the whole time. That's why she's like. Doing that show, so that's, right. 
We also are happy to have back, that's right, a BTB staple, the multi-talented Sabrina Taylor-Smith. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I'm Another sorry about the Christmas, Christmas song, show. but I definitely tried to sing a little bit earlier. Yeah, you're like, sick. Does it sound as bad as I think it does? And my roommate was like, yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, I guess hopefully you'll be better, okay. better for our Christmas episode Actually, next I hope year. you guys feel better. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yes, well, I miss Sabrina, Sabrina and Amanda both person. sick and on our Christmas show, but we're we're so pleased that you're both on on the show in in that condition. Well, I love to be with you guys, so I know. Yeah, not and all. <laughs> Clearly, like my snot loves to be with you guys too. Oh God, <laughs> I'm always we appreciate that. <laughs> and last but not least, the one only Chachi McFly, the king of the '80s. Well, I do miss our in-person christmas shows that we used to have so I'm glad that we still could do the the um, btb gathering um and thank you for putting that together we had a we great had last christmas, week uh i think yeah four of the five of us were there yeah um and uh hopefully uh we will have more in-person socials uh i'd like to do a couple more throughout the year not just yeah. the christmas one i'd like to do more um all right so ending but definitely tonight, rest in peace to koki um yes rest in peace koki. i'm sure that he would Appreciate Siren, that. We, we yeah, lost Siren another too. member of the BTB family, Sorry. Siren the Entertaining Davis. Um, I think wow. Cookie would would um, be happy that we still honor him on you know his main show that he would do each year, and it's still hard to believe that he's gone. Like he yeah. is very funny and, and definitely was part of our Christmas tradition every year. And Cookie loved the snow too, so he really did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And of course, uh, yes, let's not forget about Siren the Entertainer Davis. She will be very, very yeah. missed. And yeah. Rest in she peace. She was tragically taken from us too soon. So, all right, we're going to close on a better note. A pre recorded interview that I did with Dia Frampton. You remember Megan Dia, the, the, the sister duo that just took the indie rock world by storm? Uh, they got some great hits. Dia Frampton went on to star in many Christmas movies, and we had her on to promote her. New Christmas movie, Merry and Gay. And, uh, you know, she was promoting that film, talking about new music. And um, I, to close out the show, I'm going to play a Megan Dia Christmas song because they just did a Christmas album a couple years ago. One of my favorite Christmas songs of all time is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I just love that song. Um, there's been a lot of great renditions of it, but Megan Dia's uh, version is really great. But uh, we will close with that song. At first, I thought you said Medea's version of it. And I was like, man, that, that would be weird. Medea? No, Megan Dia. <laughs> Megan Dia Frampton, the Frampton sisters. And guys, we will see you in 2023. BTB yep. will be on hiatus for a few weeks. We'll be back on January 24th. It's going to be a little bit of a break, guys. Much needed break. I'm going to sunny Florida. I'm going to enjoy some fun in the sun. Mm, um, I also I'm need a laptop, so I need to. And yes, just catching up with life. This takes a lot of work. This does take a lot of work, <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun uh, to see you guys each and every week, um, talking everything in entertainment, pop culture, acting industry, gossip, just having fun, having drinks. You know, you guys are awesome, and I, I wish all of you and all our listeners a merry Christmas and a happy New <laughs> Year. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yeah, a great 2023. Yeah. Guys. Don't worry, we didn't forget about the juice. 
Oh, and happy Hanukkah to our Jewish yeah. fans. That's right. Fans. Happy Festivus for the rest of us also. And happy Festivus to the rest of us. Guys, and you know, you know, with our hiatus, we're, uh, we're going to have like 10 big celebrity deaths like in the next three weeks that we're off. Oh, well, right, yeah, we, we won't forget them. We won't forget them when we return. We come back, yeah. Sure. But mm-hmm. yes, I, we will definitely, uh, yeah, we are looking forward to coming back in 2023, guys. But we're closing out again. Megan Diaz, have yourself a merry little Christmas with my exclusive interview, followed by that with Dia Frampton. Uh, and it's a great interview. And we will see you guys next week. Till the, oh, sorry. We will see you guys in 2023. I'm not going to be here next week. Come. <laughs> merry Christmas to all our friends and fam and fans. We'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of sight Alright, so we are so excited. This is a special interview here on Below the Belt Show for the second time on BTB. We had our a couple of years back for I Hate New Year's, but now she's promoting a brand new film called Marion Gay. It's a Christmas holiday rom-com, um, and it's, again, in the LGBTQ realm. Um, we welcome back actress, singer, songwriter. She does it all, Dia Frampton. Oh, thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, good, good to have you back. You know, I enjoyed I Hate New Year's so much. Uh, and uh, when I saw the the um, PR email uh, about your film, uh, Marion Gay, we had to have you back. Um, now, this is uh, your third collaboration with uh, director Kristen Baker? Yes. Wow. So yeah. when you worked on a third film, there's no auditioning needed. You're just you're just cast right away. I'm, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, I did do a table read for Marion Gay before I was offered the part. OK. Uh, because Kristen does that a lot, just in general, when she she's writing so many different projects all the time. So oftentimes she'll um, call in some friends so she can hear it out loud. Um, so in a way, whenever I do a table read, I'm like, I'm bringing it. <laughs> right, right. Make sure you still didn't bomb the table read, but <laughs> but. Uh... I mean, I also go into table reads never assuming anything, because that's silly, you know. But I always want to do my best, so. Ah actors we're always like we're always auditioning absolutely i know what you mean as an actor myself and uh now this particular film i enjoy because we got to hear more of your voice uh i mean i'm only comparing it to i hate new year's i haven't seen christmas the ranch but i I loved it you know so got some of that music musicality that uh, we love from 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 hearing your voice and and your music with uh now how did you um enjoy that experience where your voice was a little more prominently featured in this film um, it was really fun. I mean, especially, you know, since Becca, my character is a Broadway star, it just, it had a lot of different elements to it. Um, the composer was amazing to work with. And I mean, the, the opening scene with the Friends musical was... That was great. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, just living in the world of show tunes and Broadway is, is so 
magical in a world that I love. And it, uh, I, I just had the best time. I almost wish that was an actual uh, Broadway play, the, the Central Pike. Right? I'll be there for you. <laughs> that, that should be an actual Broadway play. Absolutely. And starring Dia Frampton, of course. But uh, And uh, yeah, I can totally relate. Coffee is our friend. Um, my gosh, I, I literally drink it every day. So <laughs> that was a great way to open up that film. And, uh, you know, yeah, you got, you know, your typical formulaic holiday, big city girl, small town girl meeting, you know, um, which, you know, we've seen in many, many uh, uh, Christmas films. But um, overall, I was very, very entertained by this. And uh, uh, another aspect that I did enjoy was uh, the meddling moms, because I know how moms are, especially um, AAPI moms. They're just very meddling and in, in my business yeah. My mom being Filipino uh, <laughs> is really much in my business. Today, what did you eat today? How right. much did you eat today? That yes. is the, Do you the, get that from your mom as well? Your, your yeah. mom is Korean, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I noticed. Um, and another thing I noticed that, that you you portrayed um, a Korean um, character, yes? Mm-hmm. Is that fair to assume? I know that your brother um, yeah. appeared yeah. um Full Korean, I guess, and that your your character. I wasn't sure if you were playing full Korean or or biracial, but maybe yeah. you could clarify. In reality, I'm half, so I yes. guess we're going really deep into it. I could be half adopted. Okay. Or half adopted. I could have. I could be a half sister to Jack. Right, right. So I was just curious, you know, being um, obviously we want representation for. Asian uh, Asian actors, um, AAPI, Pacific Islanders, um, in your acting career so far, have you been, I guess, been cast for more um, Asian-specific roles or more Caucasian roles, uh, assuming that you could portray both? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been interesting because I, I don't think I've really ever... You know, Hapa roles are very hard to find, um, being half Asian and half something else. Um, so it's interesting because whenever I've gone into a casting room for a Korean character, I've never booked it because I don't look Korean um, to a lot of people. Uh, I'm half Korean. My mom's from Seoul. My dad's German, I believe. Uh, and so whenever I've gone into an... Uh, for a Korean act, uh, for whenever I've gone into a room for a specific Korean role, it's never been a thing. And I'm I'm in a room with people who are full Korean, um, so it, it's been a little weird for me in the casting world, to be honest. Um, I have often gone out for ethnically ambiguous. Um, yeah, I check that box often myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. goes other actual Hapa roles, maybe once or twice in my entire life of looking at breakdowns right very interesting yeah and of course another thing is that you are playing uh, becca who is a broadway star and i read uh, an interview you did uh, last year with um an aapi uh, news source about how it was your dream to um be on broadway uh, now that you're portraying a broadway star have, have you gotten closer to that uh is there an update to dia frampton on broadway um, I feel like I'm still 
training for it, to be honest. This might sound strange, but to me, Broadway is the Olympics of singing. Uh, There's nothing to hide behind. Whenever I go to a Broadway show, everyone's just so on their game. There's, you know, there's a difference. Because sometimes if I go to a rock or a pop show, people will be like, a little pitchy here and there, right. <laughs> uh, a little off here and there, and it's acceptable and it's fine. I, I mean, I, by all means, I'm not judging because I, I have many shows where I watch back and I cringe. Um, but for me, Broadway is just such a pure way. Of, um, yeah, it, I feel like it's the Olympics. So I've just I've been training a lot at home, especially with uh covid just working um i would love to do that eventually and the the thing that i love about broadway is there doesn't seem to be uh as hard of a a line for age because i feel like in hollywood aging especially being a woman that's getting older it's it's difficult it can be difficult um but i feel like in broadway there's still a lot of room there's still a lot of really amazing roles for women that aren't in their 20s right so it it gives me a little bit of freedom to move at my own pace for it but it it definitely is still a big dream and i think you could totally achieve it you know um uh, did you kind of feel like try to want to manifest uh the becca character being a broadway star and like okay this is my goal i played a broadway star in this film now i want to be a broadway star right absolutely i could totally see it i could totally see it (laughs) <laughs> I mean, again, your voice is amazing. I've been a fan of yours since uh, Megan Dia, you know, and, and the voice. So, of course, uh, yeah, you could totally, totally handle it. I'd love to see that. But uh, going back to the film, yes, a lot of very um, feel-good moments in the film, uh, representing not only Asian actors, LGBT actors, and even um, hearing impaired. So yeah. it seems like you guys <laughs> checked a lot of boxes as far as uh, representation. Yeah, yeah, Michelle's fantastic. I love her. Yeah. Now let's talk about working with your scene partner and your love interest, uh, Andy uh, Renee Christensen, who plays Sam. Um, how did you enjoy working with her? And uh, yeah, this does, um, you know, you obviously had a lot of great scenes together and kissing scenes, you know, so <laughs> there had to be some kind of chemistry there, I imagine. Yeah. Working with Andy was great. Um, and also just, we recorded it uh, recorded it. We filmed, um, I think in March. Studio so, mode, right? Recording. <laughs> so, um, we, we were all quarantined together. We were all staying in a house together. So it, it's just, whenever you get on a film set, it's such a concentrated, quick time to get to know somebody. And, um, and on other film sets, you know, you film for a few hours, you go back to your hotel, you kind of disappear. Um, but we would shoot all day together. Most of our scenes were together and then we'd come Mm -hmm. back to the house and we'd hang out. We'd watch movies. Um, some other people in the film, some of the other cast were in this house and we just got, we all got really close really quickly, which is so great as an actor because I'm, I'm still learning to take up space in that world. I still feel quite new to it. And so when I have comfort, with people to know that it's okay if I make a mistake, that's everything to me. So I can just go in and, and say like, I think this would be cool. And if it turns out to be a really dumb idea or it didn't really work out, I don't think, I, I'm not worried about anyone, you know, hating on me. I just, I think when you have room to 
be it to embrace your imperfections in a safe environment is really important yeah and um it, it showed in the, the 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 film i must say you know uh the cast collectively as an ensemble just did a great job some some really funny moments some really heartwarming moments of course and uh uh, yeah, I, I just really, really, uh, really enjoyed the film. And this film actually is on a new um, streaming network, DivaBoxOffice.tv. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this, you can also access this uh, platform through iTunes, Google Play, Roku, and Amazon. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So it's getting a, a pretty good reach so far. So that's really cool. So. Christmas films, you got you got three under your belt now, right? So do you feel that this is kind of uh, a niche for you, or uh, or something you want to do more? Um, honestly, I love Christmas films. I yeah. I I feel a little corny, but I truly love Christmas. I mean, for me, me too. <laughs> right? There's just it was funny because I, I I was driving in LA the other day and I saw somebody drive by with a tree strapped to the top of their car, and I just lit up and um. I mean, there's to me, Christmas is family. You know, it's it's yes. representative. It also allows you time to slow down. It's a time where it's acceptable to stop working and take a break and go fly out and see your family, um, because LA can be such a hustle sometimes, and it's exhausting. And um, the holiday the holidays are just so special. And watching all the new holiday movies and rom coms that come out is something. Yeah every year so very cool uh, um have you put out any feelers or auditioned for other other projects uh in the christmas realm outside of Kristen's work um i did a, a christmas movie a year ago called candy coated christmas which is on the food network oh cool it was really fun because i got to play kind of a uh not so nice person um and then um i've actually written a christmas script of my own did you really yeah, that was a little thing I did over COVID, and I've actually been working on a on another holiday script um, that is set in Ireland. So I'm mad Ooh, wow. Ireland because I I really want to go there. Wow, what inspired you to to write? This is a little something new that I'm hearing. Um, honestly, there there's just so little control in the entertainment world, especially acting. Yeah. One thing that's great about music is, you know, if I want to record a song, it's it's pretty doable. It's three minutes and 30 seconds. I have some musician friends. So many people have studios in their homes now, so it's not it's yeah. not to an arm and a leg. And so, you know, if I want to do a cover of this song or if I want to if I just wrote a song and I want to do something with my band, it's it's doable. Um, but with acting, I can't just say, okay, I want to shoot a film. I'm going to go out. I mean, I can, but it's not going to look great. You know, you need so much time and money and resources. Um, so I just kind of got sick of waiting by the phone as an actor and waiting for an audition and, and sending in a tape into what I call the black hole. Um, yeah. We don't hear back to, yeah, right? Back. You don't know if, and, and not saying that we always constantly need validation, but it's always nice after you send in, you know, 20 tapes to hear like, Hey, this, this, this was great. It, you just don't fit the character and we don't. I know. I wish they did that more, right? For all our additions that we put in. Or, or the, on the opposite side, I would like to know if somebody 
says something that could be helpful to me. Like, hey, Dia, this tape wasn't up to par. Like, maybe you should work on your comedy skills more. Maybe you I should know. do an improv class. Like, even uh, criticism would be well received. Um, so they I don't just, do that enough, and they should. Yeah, I think it's more time on their parts. Yeah, they have to do that for everyone. But I'm sure I'm assuming. But yeah, that would be oh, God. That would be so helpful. If we kind of got that feedback as actors. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I don't get it. So I just, I, I decided to kind of take my career into my own hands, which is kind of funny because writing is really difficult as well. Um, so it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this easy thing to help. Um, mm-hmm. But at least it makes me feel like I'm doing something. Wow. Let's hopefully see one of your scripts uh, go into production. That would be Pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, very, very cool. So, but yeah, just looking at your IMDb, you actually have some um, short films that you've recently done, and you have an upcoming film called Spread with some great actors like Harvey Keitel and Dior Bird. Um, can we talk about any of these other cool stuff on your IMDb that you have on? Yeah, um, I think Spread is coming out on Tubi in March or May. One of oh, the nice. Um, that was really fun to film. Um, Elizabeth Gillies is the lead in that movie and yes. watching her work was just, I mean, she's incredible. It's, it's so amazing to be on set with people that, I mean, are veterans. She's very young, but she's been doing it for so long. Um, unfortunately I didn't get to work with Harvey much, but when I did get to watch him, I was just watching him like a hawk cause he's, yeah. He's one of the um, legends, yeah. But it, it was it was really fun. Every time you're on set, you just learn something new. It was really fun to watch um, a lot of the actors improv and kind of see how they work. Um, but working with Liz was fantastic. She's so professional, and she tries something different every time, and okay. you know, um, try something a little bit more comedic, try something a little bit more grounded. But it was just it seemed. I mean, I'm sure she does a lot of homework, but it just seems so effortless with her. I'm actually reading the overview, and it sounds really interesting as an aspiring journalist lands a job for an adult magazine run by an elderly elderly king of the industry, reconsidering our ideals as she uses all her strength to make the company a success. So, uh, And it's a comedy, so I was thinking, yeah, um, it kind of read like a drama initially, but then I thought it was a comedy. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What can we expect from your character if you're able to talk about that? I'm not sure if oh, you are. But... Um, I play the best friend, Whitney, and I'm just kind of constantly reassuring the lead that you are on the right path. You are okay. You're doing a good job, which is is really fun. Um, honestly, I, I love women, um, women friendships. Yes. I think they're really actually hard to come by, really great female relationships as a female. Um, and that's been something that I've been cultivating and working on in my personal life is mm. nourishing and growing those relationships that I have with my female friends. And so whenever yeah. I play that, it, it's it just, you know, I feel like your real life always reflects your life on screen. Yeah. Yeah. And there's got to be a lot of parallels with a lot of the the works you've done, right? I mean, obviously Becca being probably one of the the closest to your to your actual. Would you say one of the closest to your actual self? Which one? The the role of Becca in Marion Gay. Would that oh. be the closest you'd say? I think so. I think Becca's a lot more confident than I am. 
okay. which was fun uh, to to step in at. You know, she was never uncertain, like, oh, maybe I should go to Hollywood or, oh, maybe this relationship isn't working. She, she just, she knew what she wanted. She knew who she wanted. She knew who she loved. She knew you know, that theater was her love. And I feel like with a lot of people, if there was an offer from Hollywood, they'd kind of let go of their core values or what matters to them. And theater to me represents art and uh, the the real love of acting. And and Becca never wavered on that. And I, I commend her and it was really fun to jump into her shoes. Would Dia take in the Hollywood route? <laughs> I, I I love doing both. Okay. I love plays and I also love film. I love the camera. Mm-hmm. I feel like working with the camera is just kind of feeling like uh, it, it's a dance partner, you know. Right. Right. Oh wow, this is cool, cool, cool. So what um what are there any dream projects left? I, I, obviously, I think Broadway is one of them still. But how about uh, anything in film and television? Maybe something in Marvel or, or or one of the great genres that are out there as as a, a Marvel fan myself and. Um, I mean, I would not say no to Marvel, but uh, I <laughs> I just I love film. I I love TV. Whenever I watch a show that just excites me so much, or a movie, um, The Worst Person in the World, Triangle of Sadness. Um, yes. Uh, the menu, the, there's just so much. Fantastic, by the way. The menu was fantastic. Yeah, and that's just that's so fun for me when I get out of a movie and I'm just like, ah, oh, what I would give to be in something like that. Just something that's so beautiful, so well shot, has such a amazing message and theme, um, with so many great actors. So there's there's so many moments when I'll get out of the theater just starry eyed, just yeah. One day, one day. So. Yeah. Is there a particular actor, actor or actress that you'd love to play opposite of? I mean, I still feel like such a baby in this world. I'd be excited to be with anyone. I, I feel like okay. it's such a growth period, but I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I could totally baby. see that. John Wick, I mean, that... That I could see is, I could see you two playing love interests actually. Oh my gosh, I would literally. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got some uh, flavor too, right? In he's his just so, yeah. He's a nice person. And, yes, that's that's what we all hear about Keanu, uh, this, of how kind he is and how. Keanu, how, point break. I'm like I, you know. <laughs> He's so fantastic. Um, Keanu Reeves, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I guess keep the the fans of your music updated on on what's the latest on um, your music, Megan Dia. If there's anything uh, new on that front. Yeah. Um, well, it's not new, but Megan Dia does have a Christmas album out called December Darling. You can check out. Yes. But right now we're working on a new album, so we're about five songs in. Probably you know ten songs on the album. We're about halfway done, so I'm really excited to dive into that next year. So you will have a new Megan D album 2023. Oh, sweet. And I got to make sure I uh, listen to your Christmas album now that we're closer to the holidays. And yeah. uh, are you uh, looking forward to the Christmas holiday with the with friends and family? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. 
Santa picked out. My sister just had a baby, so it's his first Christmas. Aww. Um, and I, I'm I'm really excited. It's been a while since I've gotten to see my family, and so I'm really yeah excited and grateful to spend time with them. And I got my Christmas nails done. There you go. We see that these are green, but there you go. Always great to see family and and exchange gifts and just uh eat amazing food and yeah just that's just a nice it's just a nice nice time for sure and then one more question before we wrap up uh, today's interview obviously uh with this film um this is in the lgbtq uh marrying gay uh, realm of holiday films and um i guess this is a it's more of an opinion question uh candace cameron beret uh is starting her own network called the great american family network and when asked about you know lgbt characters she said that she will keep traditional marriage at its core now you've already worked on three um christmas films in the lgbtq realm um, do you have an opinion or thought on that um i don't know who candace cameron is <laughs> um she's known for her christmas film she was in full house oh oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. i mean i feel like Whatever she wants to do is her opinion and her her world and um but i I feel like it's so important to have to be seen i mean mm-hmm. i feel I never saw any Korean American on television or in movies as a kid. I didn't even think it was a possibility for me to be on t v and that was something that was um subconscious and i feel like it's so important to to see yourself you're and see the world as it is i mean there's so many different religions and cultures and ways to be in a romantic relationship and different ways to have a family um i i don't think there's one way um I, I really, truly think whatever makes people happy without hurting anyone, obviously. But, um, you know, I have six sisters. Three are lesbians. And, I mean, uh, it, it meant something for me when my little sisters watched Marion Gay. And they were just so happy to get a Christmas rom-com that wasn't a sad movie about them coming out to their family on the holiday. Right having it be this hard difficult you know they 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 they've already experienced that in their own life with you know we grew up in utah we grew up in a very conservative state um Mm -hmm. we weren't mormon ourselves but a lot of our friends are still um so you know it, it was a very hard time to transition and um no we don't always need to relive our traumas and there's a there's there's plenty of those stories out there and i think for at least it was special for me for my sisters to see a happy christmas rom-com that is just a story about love and about being human and um i i don't really believe in traditional families I, i think there's so many different ways to have a family or be in love yeah that's amazing. Wow, what a great response. That was <laughs> awesome. Wow. All right. So, yes, please, please check out Marion Gay, uh, Div- Diva Box Office.tv. 
um, which you can also access through iTunes, Google Play, Roku, Amazon, and watch this amazing film. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the best way to get in the Christmas spirit, to so watch Christmas movies uh, just like yours, uh, Dio. It was a fantastic, heartwarming film. And uh, yeah, um, thank you so much for talking to us here on Below the Belt Show. And if you could, before we let you go, um, let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for Marion Gay, whatever you want. And maybe a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you want at the end. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dia Frampton, and you are on Below the Belt Show. Check out our new holiday movie called Marion Gay on DivaBoxOffice.tv. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday. That was awesome. <laughs> And, uh, of I course, always you... mess those up so much. <laughs> take ten. Take two. Take two is perfect. There's been so many takes in the world, right? And of course, you are in um, Tennessee for the premiere, right? Yes, tonight. Nice. Yeah. You got your uh, your gown or dress ready? Yeah. Yeah, I got my sweater dress. Okay. It's cold today, so you know I'm in LA. Right, where right. are you? I'm in Maryland, actually. I'm between New York and Maryland. So you're in the. I, I divide my time between gigs and and, and bookings. <laughs> Isn't there like a snowstorm going through New York or something? Um, it was mild. I was there on Sunday, and it was uh, it was a little bit of um, like icy icy rain, but it uh, it went over. So. Uh, not a fan of icy rain. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, uh, Dia Frampton, for being here on Below the Belt Show. We're going to take a quick snapshot. One, two, three. <laughs> awesome. Dia, again, amazing. You're amazing yeah, in so many you. ways. Um, thanks for thank being so, so flexible twice. <laughs> anything. Anything for Dia Frampton. Oh. <laughs> We'll stay Very, warm in Maryland. Thank you. Uh, but yes, I wish you um, much con- uh, success in 2023. And um, yeah, we'll, ha- well, if you have a new project, we'd love to have you back. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Well, it has been a whole show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.